Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Aerostar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of the LARP Lounge. Today we will be discussing tools of the trade, various weapons and uh, magic items and just Various tools, various items that we use to play, at least in our LARP for Mythic Realm. Uh, we'll also be talking about crafting items and kind of what goes into that a little bit. Um, are the levels a little loud? I'm going into the red every time I talk, so I think it's a bit loud. Well, if so. we all stop talking, then... <laughs> so, as we discussed last week, here we have my in-game brother, Boji Smash. And then we have Aziza. Does she have a last name? Vazerholm. Vazerholm. Like water home? Yep. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, I am Jovi Smash. No armor this week because I broke my wrist. And it would be very hard to get in and out of my armor with my broken wrist. So what'd you do? Uh, I was fishing. So we went fishing yesterday. And we were only going to be fishing till like 1030. And because the fish we were going for kind of stops biting after that. So when we were done, they're like, let's go fish at the river. So we go fishing at the river, and I'm walking down the bank, and the bank gave way, and I landed on my wrist with all, just one wrist, with all 319 pounds of mine. Now, let, me, let me intervene here. So there he was <laughs> on his way to save village of orphans <laughs> when suddenly he was snatched up by a giant water serpent. And, and after hours of battling, uh, he ended up walking away with just a small <laughs> fracture to the flesh wound. To the flesh wound. To the flesh wound. That will prevent me from fighting for the next six weeks. <laughs> no, because you're going to be taking care of those orphans. Come on, work with me. Yeah, I'll be taking care of the orphans. I just won't be fighting. I'll be taking care of them, though, one-handed. So. So. I guess you guys just want to dive into money or, uh, so for those of you that are going to be listening to this on podcast, this next little section, we have photos of various items that we use that you're not going to be able to see, unfortunately. Uh, but if you ever tune in live twitch.tv slash Aerostar every Sunday from 12, from 12 noon mountain standard time, you'll be able to see these things. Hey, I got to do my, this is my subscribe dance. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, oh yeah, subscription dance. Thank you for the subscription, Miss Cheyenne. Got us all boogieing down there. And she's now the bit boss. She dealt the final blow to kill me. Thanks. Yeah. Thought that was a serpent. No. Apparently it was Miss Cheyenne, not the serpent, so. Uh, so I guess we're going to start with currency. So in Mythic Realms, we have various forms of currency. That start all the way from, uh, I guess, copper is the lowest denominator that you could go with. And then they kind of go up from there. So here is a picture of the copper coins that we use. There's various different copper coins even. Uh, the top one is from the Kingdom of Rome. I don't know what the middle one is from. Do you guys know what that's from? Uh, the um, I don't know. That was before my time. Uh, that's just the old, the old copper. They're just the old design. ones. 
Okay. Yeah, they redesigned the copper, silver, and gold pieces. And the ones on the bottom are from the Kingdom of Falcon Crest. They're there. They're there. Well, they're the top two on the right are the Falcon Crest ones technically, and the bottom two on the right are the old old style. So, and there's just a dime there to kind of show um, comparison. a comparison in size to our actual currency. So, um, so yeah, those are the copper pieces. They're, they're real metal. Yep. Yeah, they are. They're so. I know Mythic Realm spends a pretty penny every year on copper coins. So, well, not just the copper, but all of our coins. So, uh, so those are the copper coins. The, um, everything is a twenty 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 system. So twenty copper pieces make one silver piece. Twenty silver pieces make one gold piece. Uh, the next up would be the small gems. As far so each of these is two copper pieces, right? Mm -hmm. I'm so correct. terrible with money, so <laughs> I'm so bad with money. So those are the each one of those is worth two copper pieces. So just various colors and sizes of or not sizes, but just various colors of those. They're all about that same size, those round gems that you you can usually see in like a fish tank or you'll see them in like a a Voss or something. One so of for our the, most counterfeits. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then the next one would be the regular size gems. These are ten. Ten copper a piece. I almost said five, but I know that's not right. You have palins. Yeah, they're on. Oh, they're on there. So, oh, I guess I, those were the next ones yeah, up. The technically, are technically the next. Technically, then. But so these are the mid-sized gems because they're not the large gems because we do have large gems. But they've cycled most of those out. Yeah, so they've been trying to get rid of them because they were. Anytime people would um, uh, counterfeit those, it was messing with our economy. Really yeah, badly. yeah, big time. So we, I don't have any of those to have photos of, and most of those don't exist in the game. But that's the reason why I don't call those the large gems because technically they're not. And I, uh, I call them small gems and jagged gems. Ja they are kind yeah. of jagged. After a while, though, they kind of smooth out. So you can... <laughs> the small gems are made of glass, and the, ja the jagged gems are actually made of just plastic. Yeah, they're like a plastic, so. but they're, I like, they're actually my favorite currency. I don't know why. I just like them. <laughs> the jagged gems? Yeah. But they're just light. They're light, and they look kind of cool, and you can tell when you have a new one or an old one <laughs> literally just by looking at it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the next one is the, the Palins. Is, I, I've been told three different names for them. Paladins, Palinthars, and Palins. What... I just I call them, them palins. Yeah, I call them palins. Okay, then that's what they are. They're called palins. So yeah, technically the next currency up would have been the palins because the palins come in a one copper form, which you can see there in the top, and then five copper, and then that's just the opposite side of the coin that you can see there on the bottom. Now, I um, believe I believe the one palins they were trying to get rid of as well. They were trying to are the yeah. the ones. Yeah, yeah because people were were mistaking the ones and fives because they look. Completely yeah. Identical. Well, I know they were trying to get rid of the hundreds as it's well. Funny. It's funny yeah. that I say that because I'm I'm like going through my own coins here and I found a one palin. I only have one one palin. And I was like, wow, I haven't seen one of these for a while. Yeah, so. I only have one of those. So, um, let's see what's next after that. Oh, silver. Silver. The silver coins look identical to the copper, except they're silver. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And I actually have. Them. Uh, those aren't right either, but. No. Oh yeah, they are. They're just not. Like what? 
what's not right about you don't have the Rome ones I don't I do have the Rome ones I just don't have them together so they're all kind of scattered here so but that just again gives you a size comparison to the the dime what they look like so um, they're a little bit bigger and then finally we have gold pieces and Aziza is eating (laughs) we all need sustenance so that's okay and then these are the gold pieces. This is the biggest reason I did the size comparison to the dime, so that you can see how small the gold pieces are. They're actually really quite small. These were given to me yesterday, and it was really hard not to lose them because they weren't worth the rest of my stuff. So, like, they're so small. So, but we're, we're missing one, though. Dragon gold. Dragon gold. Do you have one? I have a dragon gold. You do? I do. Okay, see, see I didn't I didn't have one, so I couldn't take a photo of it. And I thought about calling you, but I didn't know you I had one. I'll grab my dragon gold real quick if you want. Yeah, go grab a dragon gold, and we'll try to hold it up to the camera as best as we can. So, Dragon golds are extremely rare, and they're really odd kind of currency because they fluctuate in their value. They're almost like a currency that is a... What's the word? They're like a currency that you buy. Yeah, so sometimes one dragon gold can be worth five regular gold. Sometimes one dragon gold is worth like 25 regular gold. Yeah. Kind of depends on, excuse me, kind of depends on the economy at the time. Yeah, the economy and the market, what people think that their, their value is. So it's, it's, it is really weird. It's, it's, it's not like a coin. It's almost not like a currency. It's almost like an item. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're very coveted. <laughs> yeah, so. Here it comes. And look, I'm in full costume. Yeah. Except for my greaves. So, this is a dragon gold. See if we can get both sides of the coin. Yeah, that's it's really hard to really see. It's really unique because it's the only coin that has like an actual big dragon head on it. The, that's the standard. That's actually good. Right there. And then that's, so flip it over again, because that that's really good right there, but the front we couldn't really see very well. There we go. There is. There's an actual dragon on it. A dragon head. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's freaking out. So. Um, These are bigger than the regular gold then, too. Yeah, they are. And they're heavier, too. They, or that sounded heavier. I don't yeah, know if they are. but It is almost as heavy as a regular coin. Actually, it might be even heavier. Um, I got a story I would like to tell about this dragon gold. Okay. So it's not something I, uh, it's not something Boji, like, came across in Party Treasure. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, very, uh, very old PC in game called Bort Bitterbeer. He's a halfling. Oh. And he's very rich. Well, Bort likes to drink a lot, and he likes to give out money as a joke. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's kind of bragging about his uh, his wealth to me. And this is like, this is really early when I very first started playing. And uh, he's talking about his dragon gold and their value. And I'm like, that's cool. I've never, I've never seen a dragon gold before. Can I see one? So he pops one out and hands it to me. And I look at it. And at the time, they looked different than this. They were... Uh, they were basically a copper that was gold instead. So they redesigned them with a dragon head on them. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty neat. And then I went to go hand it back to him, and he wanted to take it. What's going on? He's like, I tell you what. 
if you promise to hold on to this dragon gold, because one day the dragons are going to return to Cerulea, and uh, their value are, uh, are going to skyrocket. He says, oh, I'm giving you this, but you have to promise to hold on to it, don't spend it. Because one day it will be worth a lot of, a lot of money. And uh, so, <laughs> yep, this is, uh, this is one of the oldest gifts I've, I've uh, ever received uh, in-game. I still have it. So you actually mentioned something that we need to talk about. Cerulea. Cerulea is the name... Is, is, it, is it both of the continents combined are Cerulea, or is it the world. world? So the dragons have left our world, or, or supposedly left the world. So, so nobody can find them. A dragons still remain, uh, but they don't involve themselves yeah, in, in the, the trivial lives of mortals. Yeah, enough. they're quite aloof. They, they really could give a rat's butt about us. Yeah. We are... We are mere things to be trifled with. Although they usually don't even trifle with us. They just ignore <laughs> us. So, yeah, so Cerulea is the name of our world. We have two different continents. There's Loroth and Teroth. And there was an old continent that you probably don't even... Oh, we know. Well, we played in it, though. Me and him actually played in it. We NPC'd for it I've, a bit. But. I've never been there. I know that it exists. Well, Aziza doesn't know it exists. Lita does. Um, the old continent, and then there is Rome, the continent. That's true, there's Rome now. Well, there's also the Ethlin Isles, which is kind of a... Arbor Isle. The there's Arbor there's Arbor a couple Isles. little areas. The main places that we play in is Laroth and Teroth. So. Yeah, so... Um, so... But yeah, just want to talk about that real quick, since he brought it up, Cerulean and all that, so... Uh, I guess the next thing we're going to go into now is magic items. So magic items, you have a physical representation of the item itself, and then you have a card that tells you what the magic items do. Right. If so, you don't have the card, it is not a magic item. Yeah, you, if you don't have the card, it's no good. So you kind of keep them together. So these are two of my magic items. Uh, the one on the left is a bloodstone that I need to have installed. Um, but that's kind of what they look like prior to being installed. And the one on the right is probably my favorite magic item, aside from my weapon. Uh, it is my... It is the green and white ring. It is the tortoise ring... Charm. The tortoise charm, yes. So, uh, this item... And some items, which is real fun, have an incant that you have to say in order to activate them. This item, in order to activate it, I have to say, slow and steady wins the fight. So it's kind of a, a little play on the whole the tortoise and the hare. So, uh, but if you open them up, it tells you what they do. Now, a lot of this isn't going to mean anything to you guys, but I just kind of wanted to show you that they do have stuff on the inside of the cards that tell you what they do. Uh, my turtle stance makes it so that it's impossible to break my shield for five minutes. Because there are things that do break shields, but... Like big hammers. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, in, while I'm in that stance, I laugh in their face as they try to break my shield in futility. That's awesome. So. Oh, there we go. Jack Trades, what's up? Nevitz Gaming. Oh, you were. <laughs> you sneaky. Just contributing my bacon. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Okay, there we go. Now we can see people. There we go. Sorry about that, Jack Trades. Didn't mean to ignore you. So. My fault. That's all right. We, we were just on the wrong screen, so. Uh, and then the final thing is on the back of these items, um, 
you have what's that that'll tell you what the incant is to activate them if there is one and then there's something that's called a legacy cost so magic items have an expiration date once they're expired they're no good unless you're willing to pay the legacy cost which at that point it bonds the item to you to your soul to your soul and you permanently can only have so many items bonded to your soul yeah i think the limit's three yeah the three so sometimes they can go you can go outside of that limit if it's a plot related item uh like my hammer that is not considered a part of those three normal bonded items for me yeah so for example that ring i am probably going to bond it to my soul because it has expired yeah but it was super handy for me to have so Hey, uh, if you if you don't want to bond it, I know a certain white knight who would be interested. For real, so. Well, and that, that's the other thing is once you've bonded it, it cannot be rebonded to somebody else. Right. If you uh, once you pay that legacy cost, you have to continue paying that legacy cost, or it becomes innate, and there and then. Uh, yeah, it it becomes destroyed if you decide not to um, continue to pay the legacy. And some people, uh, some people acquire. Um, by the, the collection the of I have, uh, magic yeah. items over the years. <laughs> I only selected two <laughs> items to be the magic items. And and to give you guys an idea, magic items can literally be anything. Yeah. Uh, last weekender, I literally got enchanted by a personal ritual by a pine cone. So, a glittery pine cone. A glittery pine cone. Mm -hmm. so, the ritual involved rubbing the glitter on you. Yes. Uh, so, we had a magic item come in the game. Uh, the first weekender uh, this year, uh, which was a set of rugs, and they're like oh. like like small bath rugs, um, and you have to carry one with you, and you have to have the other one installed at your building, um, and it allows you to recall back to your building. Like if you're in a fight and you're losing, you set down the rug that you have with you, and you activate it to recall you to your building. <laughs> so recall and you go out of game which is uh, you put your hand on top of your head or your weapon and that means that you've gone out of the game you've you've vanished from existence uh, for as long as whatever the effect uh, requires you to recall is just a fancy way of saying teleport back to yeah so it's just so you can teleport back to your structure and be like things are getting too hairy here guys i'm out and then like a chicken you just run away yep yeah that's not an item my white knight would have rolled on, and Aziza didn't exist at that time, though she definitely would have rolled on it. And when I say rolled on, um, that's how we, uh, as Northwatch in-game, have decided is the best way to uh, figure out who gets what. When we collect magic items, when we're, we're on an adventure, we collect the coin and the magic items, and we have one person hold all of those things. They usually have a dedicated pouch, to hold everything that we found on the adventure and then we split up the coin evenly between everybody and then the magic items will read uh what they do after they've been identified in game there's a uh what is it a ritual a ritual technically ritual to identify what the magic items do um and then anyone who wants that specific item gets to either roll the dice we either do a dice roll or we draw cards um, to decide who gets the item. And then once you've gotten an item, that's it. You don't get any more. You get one for, item for, for that quest. Per adventure. Draw, drawing cards seems to be 
uh, working out the best. It seems to be the best. Like, you don't have to worry about the dice, you know, falling, falling off the edge of a table or right, or so. having a place to roll to begin with. Yeah. So and with whoever gets the highest wins, yeah, which is what, yeah. I think so. they're trying like before, like um, jokers were in the deck. I think they're trying to eliminate doker, uh, doker, <laughs> jokers uh, from being in the deck because they're basically like an instant win because yeah. there's only two jokers in a well, deck. Well, so. but at the same time, an ace is an instant win, so I don't understand. Yeah, but there's, there's four aces. Yeah, there's four aces. There's a better chance of, the th- of tying with somebody re-rolling than the jokers. That's so true. I, I, guess. I, hope they, I hope they decide to completely get rid of the uh, So Mistress Cheyenne asks, is that the pine cone you showed me yesterday? Yes, it is. So uh, I did keep that item, although I don't have to because the ritual has been cast. I chose to keep the item kind of as a memorabilia of being bonded to the season of spring, which is part of my quest for searching for the shield of spring. So it kind of, I've been searching for it for a while. You have the same ring she does. <laughs> Ooh, we match. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> That's a rise. Gorgeous. Is that a magic item? Yes, it is. You don't have to wear it. Uh, no, actually, no, you, you don't. Uh, you don't physically have to wear the magic items. You just have to have it on. Some you of them. It. Some of them unless, say unless unless the the description of the magic item requires you to openly wear it. Like I have a belt now that uh, it's this uh, yeah, the belt troll strength street. belt yeah. that um, I have to physically uh, have it uh, visible on me. So like I don't even have to wear the belt as a belt. I can have it looped through my other belt, or I can have it around my neck as a necklace if I want. <laughs> as long as it is, to your yeah, head as a headband. yeah. As long as the belt yeah. is uh, visibly is worn. attached to me and visibly worn. Yeah, that's another thing. So Miss Cheyenne and Cotton chat says you should have brought your bedroll. So that's another thing. I literally have a piece of. It looks like. Scott pad, I guess you could say, like literally a piece of Scott pad, and that represents a bedroll that is a magic item. Well, I could go get it. I think I, uh, I didn't bring in my box, but I could go get it if you guys wanted to see it. But I have to have that on my bed when I sleep at weekenders in order to gain the benefits from it. So it is called the bedroll of the sleepy sleeper. Um, if we ever get attacked, yeah. So it's actually really cool because if we ever get attacked in our structure, I can get up, and immediately when I leave the structure, I gain the effect of heroism, which is an ability that uh, grants you extra damage and extra health. Um, so basically, I charge out in my skivvies while everyone else is getting their armor on. <laughs> and, and hold off the battle while the rest of my team, while the rest of my people in my house get ready. And the other benefit is, is that if I die during that battle... I gain the effects of a grant immortality, so oh, wow. that's my a, death that's awesome. my death doesn't really count against me. Yeah, so, so the grant immortality is like a safe death. Yeah. Basically. So and the fact that I'm under three deaths means that like, yeah. So yeah, wow, that's cool. I think that one expires at the end of the weekender season though, so I don't know that I'll bond it because I've never used it once. Yeah, I, I lucked out at the weekender. I didn't take any deaths like a lot of other people. Yeah, this was we we talked about it last week how scary the weekender was because it was very. I didn't take any deaths either, so. But and Aziza didn't because she wasn't there. Yeah, Aziza didn't. Alita did though. Yeah, we talked. There there are very few who who have played for as long as like I have, and uh, who haven't taken a. 
crap ton of deaths. So, uh, my character is pretty self-sufficient, though. Yeah. Yeah, you you are. Sabella <laughs> um, so would be one of the few ones that's been around almost as long as we have that took few deaths. This weekend there was her fourth yeah. death, and she just yeah. unfortunately drew the, drew the black marble. So, yeah. It was it was really sad. So we have a few other magic items that I don't have photos of. Uh, one of them is here on the table. It's a berserk ring. It's a little red ring with a skull on it. It grants you an extra use of rage, right? Yep. And uh, it's a one-time use. So it's a super basic magic item. Once I use it, it it's gone, and then but the, it doesn't the fizz... expire. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing about the rings like these. Is, yep, I can have this, uh, and I have fourteen of these. Holy oh cow! Use them, man! Use them. Well, uh, <laughs> there there's a reason behind that, and I it. Uh, I was going to take advantage of, a, of an exploit I found in the game, but they they changed things uh, with the winds of change. So they got the, the old berserker, which is my uh, my class, um, uh, they used to have the ability to resist the mind control by using daily uses of their own rage. Um, and so my my plan was to have all these rage rings. And then uh, when I needed to rage, I would use a rage ring. And then I would use a daily use of my own rage ability to resist mind control. And so I was going to save all my rages for that purpose. But then, but then the winds of change, which is every year they make, uh, they make changes uh, to, to the classes. They make balancing uh, uh, changes and whatnot. They eliminated the berserker's ability to resist mind control. So it made all 13 of my rage rings kind of uh, obsolete. What's up, but, Winged Vox? Reading Vox says, greetings, everyone. And who is the stud with the helmet? It is me, <laughs> Nevitz Gaming. It's Boji Smash, my in-game brother. <laughs> Hi, Winged Vox. He, he gave you bacon, too. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's because he's, he's a subscriber and he got my emotes. Let's get more bacon on the screen, yo. Speaking of, I am working on subscriber emotes. Uh, I'm planning on doing a dragon wing shield for one of my emotes. So. Cool. I figure it kind of fits the channel, especially with this new LARP, uh, LARP direction that I'm going. So I'll hopefully have those soon. It depends on how long it takes Twitch to uh, approve them. So, yeah. They've got to get designed first, but... But Twitch, Twitch, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about how long it'll take Twitch to approve them. So, um, wow, my ears just have popped like I went up an elevation. Like, really weird. You grabbed your drink and like... <laughs> weird. Yeah, that's super weird. But anyway, so... Uh, uh, I might have to detect affliction on this. <laughs> so, oh, poison. Uh, so another thing that we didn't talk about is consumables. Oh. I have them. Look at that. Yeah, he has a he has an M&M's mini, the old containers full of so popsicle sticks are represent consumables and other random items. So for example, the one in the middle is a key and it is a key to my manacles that I have, I believe. Yeah, and that that number and letter combination on there shows you which key matches which lock. So yeah. the lock will have the same 
number letter combo on it. So, like she was talking about last session, how she always has a Purify Potion on her as Aziza. There's a Purify Potion yeah. right there. And then you'll notice the difference between the Purify Potion and the Armor Buff Plus One. The Armor Buff Plus One has a little, like, an asterisk star on either end. That means only people who are trained in armor smithing can use that. Where the Purify Potion does not have that, that means that uh, anyone can use the Purify Potion. So, yeah, I just learned something. You didn't know that? No, no I I, I knew that they that they had trained only and yeah. whatnots, but I didn't know how that they how they how they it. determined that. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that yeah. said armor butt. Huh? It does not. <laughs> armor butt plus one. Oh yeah, armor butt. <laughs> yeah, armor buff. I mean, everybody needs some kind of armor protector butt. So sure, why not? I mean, my armor now that I lengthen it covers my butt and taps my butt every time I walk. <laughs> It's like my own personal reassurance. You got this. You got this. <laughs> yeah, this is an old uh, tube for uh, M&Ms, those little mini M&Ms. Uh, we collected these a while back, and they make great stores for consumables. For your so, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I've been using these for a long time. Not everybody does. But. Yeah, some people use um, uh, prescription pill bottles. Uh, if you get the tall ones, those yeah, work too. That works. So, um, another thing that we have in game is we have headbands. So, last time we talked about, like, being invisible and stuff like that. There are headbands that identify various things in game. What Nevitz has there is a white headband, which represents true vision. True vision will let you see somebody who is invisible. Or, if you're a warden, like me, if you put that on and someone is hiding indoors, you can also see them. So I have an eight, yeah, it's an eight keen sight. So whenever, so uh, let's see. I don't have any of the other colors, but all the different headbands have different. uh, Yeah, so yellow is invisible. So if someone's wearing a yellow headband, you're supposed to pretend that they're not there. Like Uh, like actually pretend that they're not there. Not like, I know that they're there, so I'm going to. Oh, I've been assassinated so many Oh, it's so hard. I know, like they'll walk right up behind you and you're like, I know he's there, but I don't know he's there, so. I, I wouldn't move. turn around because there's no reason for me to turn around. Like the whole time I'm sitting there going, please someone call my name. Please someone call my name. Like give me a reason to turn around like because I don't want to cheat. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the whole thing is you want the game to be legit. So like I had one once where we were on a Wednesday module and we had all been hit by poison and we were all like kind of dying. And then one of the guys was near the edge of the room and a demon came by and revived him and mind-controlled him. And nobody knew this because we were all unconscious. So someone starts bringing everyone up alive, and he literally looks at me and puts on a yellow headband, and I'm like, crap. That, that's the other thing. And, is when you're unconscious or bleeding or dying, your character is supposed to be unaware, unaware of your surroundings. It's so hard to not want to pay attention to my surroundings to, to keep an eye on things. Um, I did have a magic item that allowed me to be uh, aware of my surroundings while I was uh, while I was dying, but um, it's it's really hard uh, to to not do that. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta look down and just like I, you gotta keep your eyes open because sometimes if somebody hits you with a heal and you don't feel it, you want to be able to see those visual cues of people trying to bring you back up. But yeah, right. sometimes you just gotta look at the ground and just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and for safety purposes, a lot of times oh, yeah. being actually aware of what's going on around you is a good idea, especially if there's still combat and you're on the ground and you don't want to get stepped on. 
I got stepped on it on the weekender because I got way into it and I like I got hit. It was when we were doing the catapults. Oh, yeah. And I got actually got hit with one of the tennis balls. So like <laughs> I got all into it. It was like pfft, like full on flat on my back. And then all of a sudden Casey starts stepping on my stomach. I'm like, okay, I better move. But like <laughs> I got into it, man. I don't know why, but because I actually got hit by a physical, you know, item that was like yeah. a cannonball. I was like, oh, and I I went down and it was. I, I've had to awesome. touch many butts. <laughs> yes. Because exactly. I've been I've been kneeling and I've been I've been on the ground and then people are backing, backing up towards me so my you know you don't want them to trip over you so it's but <laughs> yep. I do the small of, I do the small of the back right above their butt. I uh, I usually so I've got my my sword and my shield. I'll either put my shield up above my head or my sword up mostly because of swings because mm-hmm. people accidentally hit you with their sword while they're swinging and they don't see you behind them or below them or whatever and so i always have my sword up just so i don't get hit in the face and then if i see somebody coming i'll usually just be like okay stop <laughs> like i'm here don't back up anymore. yeah small small injuries do happen yeah yeah so um let's see blue uh back to the headbands blue is hidden Yes. Uh, blue is hiding. So again, you're most for the most part supposed to pretend that you don't know they're there, which gets a lot of fun lately. Uh, like especially this last weekend, and we're like, "Where's Fruian?" Oh, yeah. And then he's hiding. I'm I'm looking right at him, but I'm not actually looking at him. And his whole thing to let people know that he's there when he's hiding is that he caws like a bird. So I'm like, "Where's Fruian?" I'm like, "Oh, he's over there somewhere." Like, <laughs> so it's just kind of fun because you have to pretend that that's there, but. It, it adds to the role play or like when yeah. someone invisible comes up and touches you and you're startled. Like I had that happen with Rin. So yeah. she came up to me and tapped me and I was like, well, what the heck? You know? So, yeah. and then she's trying to talk to me. So she's like, she grabbed my hand and like put it on my book so that I pulled my book out. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is really like someone, you know, and I had to role play all of this that I can't actually physically see her. So I just kind of, I just kind of went with it and just let it go, and I'm like, things like that are fun for the role play. So finally, after a while, I'm like, I'm just gonna put on my true vision and just look at her. So (laughs) it made it a lot easier. But um, so let's see. uh, Ethereal is green. Oh, I forgot about. Yep, you are you are uh, invisible. Ethereal though. Yeah, and you can't be affected by anybody unless they have one of these on. One of these true visions. And then there's also the standard orange headband, which means you are not in game, <laughs> which is very similar to invisible. You're just not there. Yeah, you just don't exist in in Cerulea, in the world game, anywhere. You're completely out of game. Yeah. And then the last one, which is one that I've worn an awful lot, pink. <laughs> that means that you're a spirit. Your body is not there anymore, and you're a spirit. Nobody can talk to you unless they have cast commune with spirit on you um they can't even tell who you are as a spirit they just they can see that there is a spirit there but they don't know who you are so they can be like oh there's a spirit walking by somebody died but they don't know who (laughs) i thought that you could make out the spirit nope oh okay yeah that's one thing i dread after like big like intense fights is seeing one of my fellow comrades <laughs> walking by as a spirit. I, I hate that. Yeah. It's like, oh, that means somebody died. Yeah. That sucks. So, yeah. um, 
So a question that didn't come up that I kind of was hoping would, but we'll talk about it anyway, is are there sentient items? And the answer to that is most definitely yes. Are they good sentient items? Not necessarily (laughs) all the time. Uh, For example, a good example is Tybragus. Tybragus had the sword of Talsagor, was it? No. No, it's not. No, that's the bad guy. Yeah, Lord Greymore. It was called the Lancia Velaticus Lorum. See, I never knew any Very of that. Very fancy looking sword, too. It yeah. did look, it looked really nice. But the thing is, is that because it was kind of created by this overly zealous white knight, it would talk to him in ways like... Um, Kill all undead. Yeah. <laughs> like... We would be having like perfectly like we were like at this like for example we were having a perfectly normal conversation with this vampire, and then his sword is like, it's a vampire, you must destroy it now, and he just starts killing it, and we're like, dude, we were parlaying with this guy, we were gonna avoid this fight, and then he's on the ground dead because the vampire was uber powerful. Like, those kind of things happen because of sentient weapons. Oh yeah, or or people will touch a like a cursed magical item because my staff of Thalamir told me to you know oh yeah I forgot about her staff for a while there that was like it was curious it was curious about everything and it couldn't do it so it had to make her its little guinea pig so um winged vox asks can an observer be a spirit like I don't yeah like if you're an observer you're out of game yeah, if you're watching, you're just having an orange headband on and you're just watching the game. So yeah, the spirit it's, is a specifically a character that has died and has, hasn't has passed through the circle of life to become alive again. Yeah, we do have observers quite often and they'll all put orange headbands on. Yep. And so we just ignore them and we just continue playing and they just kind of watch and learn and... and and have fun. Most yeah, of the most of them. For my first two events, is I just walked around with an orange headband on and just watched everything that was going on, and I was just like, "So, this so is one, so one, cool. it's actually a good way to get the grasp of the game. Yeah, is to, to just sit there at the game and watch everything that's going on. Yeah, be either sit there and watch or NPC. And NPC is another thing that I like to do too, for especially for new people because it gives them a chance to just kind of go at their own pace. They don't have to worry about. Coming up with a character. Yeah, coming up with a character. And they don't, and exactly, they're not familiar with the rules, so they don't even know what they want their character to do yet. So they'll start playing monsters, and a monster might have an ability, and you'd be like, that's a cool ability. I know I want that ability, you know? So that's kind of, uh, that's how I recommend a lot of people come and learn that way, is through that. So at the same time, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Um, I was going to say, you you shouldn't feel uh you sh- shouldn't feel deterred from PCing you either. No, yeah. Even if like you don't have all of the gear and stuff, like I started out with what I had foam armor that I made, and like what this cheap fake leather uh, tabard that was my armor and and foam uh, bracers and greaves, and I didn't even have a helmet, and like six years later, I finally have like. You know, my full costume and all that. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an investment, and it can take some time to really get your character stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. There's nothing but that no, says I, you. Yeah, you you shouldn't have to be deterred because you don't have all the right equipment and gear and stuff. 
Because some people some people learn by reading. We had a guy who literally went online, read the rule book, knew what everything meant, and PC'd right off the bat. Yeah. He knew everything, he knew what he was doing, boom, just like that. So no big deal there at all, you know. So yeah, yeah I don't you don't have to NPC first. There's there's yeah, absolutely no rules. For me, one of the biggest advantages of doing a lot of NPCing up front is that it helped me figure out what kind of fighting style I liked. Mm. As someone who had never done any sort of um bone weapon fighting at all. Um, you know, I had originally built my character to dual wield. And um, as an NPC, you dual wield a lot. Um, and I am not terribly great at it. <laughs> but also, you know, like, I also knew I didn't want to be a caster up front because I was really horrible aim at throwing spell packets. And so, um, so I started with... Um, I switched from dual wield to a two-handed sword because I liked the reach. I liked being able to keep people over there. Um, but then as I went undead, I switched to a shield because uh, it helped me block hits. That way I wouldn't go down so often. Actually kill me uh, in game for legal reasons because <laughs> it's illegal to use the type of spells that heal me. <laughs> That's just Lita, though. Aziza's oh, yeah. fine. One that, of these days, a, I'll realize that I'm not undead. <laughs> that, that's a great example of your character evolving. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't have to stick with a specific play style. Like, you can literally just change it up. To... Well, and I guarantee when you made her, you never anticipated to be undead. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, that was probably the hugest evolution of your character ever. Oh, yeah. uh, thanks for the host, by the way, Winged Vox. I appreciate it. I didn't see the note. I saw the... The note, but I didn't see the alert. So celebrate for the host. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but I appreciate that winged box. Um, so I looking over here and I realized. So I think we've covered all the headbands. Yes. But we didn't cover all the different kinds of now, rings. Now keep in mind, this is all for the LARP we play in. Yeah, yeah. this is a mythic lot of realms. stuff is gonna differ depending on the LARP you're in. So yep. I think it's just easier for this to kind of talk about what we play most so right i am going to try to eventually get some people from some of the other larps on here um so that we can kind of learn from them so i, I played alliance um, once so yeah he played alliance once you played a lizard man isn't that right i was a wilderkin a wilderkin lizard man yeah so i know you play alliance a lot yeah. so do they have headbands and stuff uh, yeah, so for them, their out-of-game headband is white, hmm. uh, which threw me off super bad. I walked into the tavern, and there's like five people in regular clothes sitting there with white headbands on, and I'm like, why are you all have true vision? <laughs> oh, no, you're out of game. Right, right. Wrong game. <laughs> I got 250 bits. We got to do a bits dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're we got... doing a dance. For... <laughs> hey, bits especially, bro. Oh, yeah. I love me some bits. <laughs> There you go. I know you were trying to do that before, Jack Trades, right at the end of my last stream. So now you can see my commands. But yeah, other than the white headbands for out of game, I haven't noticed. I've, now, that's not to say that they don't have headbands to uh, show other things, but I haven't noticed them. Sorry, I'm defeating all my commands. There's so many. It's been a long time since anyone's actually used them, so... Yeah, you guys can fight a boss while we're talking about being bosses. Gone over spell packets. We did go over spell packets. Dust. 
Yeah. I brought this because uh, one of the spells, one of the, the universal spells is Illuminate. And this is what I use for that. It's just a little LED light. And, uh, like, you can carry lanterns and stuff around, but uh, for the spell, it's got to be uh, just a, a light source, and it has to be pointed directly at the ground. Yeah, because if you... We, we operate at night a lot, and um, we operate, like, without flashlights and without all that stuff, and so everyone just gets really used to their night vision. And so if you turn on an Illuminate and shine it anywhere but the ground, people go blind. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they can no longer see where oh, they're walking. Oh, my night vision is gone. <laughs> yeah. Curse you. People yeah. get mad about it. Yeah. They're like, stop Stop smashing me. Oh, yeah. So, so um, we'll go over rings because we didn't go over all the rings. We only went over one kind of ring. Right. So one of the other kinds of rings is Grant Wellbeing Ring. Yeah, and it's uh, just like a... Thin gold band. It's, yeah, it's really small. Like I could have taken a photo. I have one. I didn't take a photo of it because it's just so minuscule. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's teeny yeah. tiny. It's like me at a pewter. <laughs> yeah, they're the smallest thing. Like I didn't even know that it would show up well in a photo, so I didn't take a photo of it. Yeah. Um, then there's the silver one. The silver which one. I don't have one of those. So exactly me. the same as that one, except for it's silver, not gold, and that is uh, evade. So it allows you, it gives you one of eight and then it's consumed. And then as you saw, there's other various rings, but those are special magic items there's that white do very. Of this. Okay, white? So true vision? No, no uh, hide. Oh. oh, there's a hide ring? Yep. A hide so ring, the, which also has a skull. Ring. Yeah, that red rage ring uh, in white. Do rings have to, so Jack Traits asks, do rings have to be worn or just held? They just have to be with you. They don't have to be worn. Unless it's like a super mag- unless it's like one of the other magic items that specifies. Right. Like I think my turtle item, my turtle stance item, I think it does say I have to wear it. Yeah. Because well, I've like, been wearing it. The, these are like, these are bought in, in mass. And a lot of people like, I'm not going to be able to wear this and fight. And so it becomes a, a I think it becomes kind of a safety or um, like it's just going to get destroyed if you try and wear it and fight yeah. with it yeah These, you're gonna hurt yourself yeah the rage rings uh, and the hide rings they're they're not adjustable they're yeah. a really stiff metal and so you know a lot of people can't even get them on their well fingers. and the other two while they are adjustable they are really flimsy so if you adjust yeah. them too much you're gonna break them yeah, yeah if i were the, if i were to wear this ring the the big red gem ring um and like my hand got hit, this would actually hurt me a lot. This would yeah. dig into my finger. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Generally, most magic items can just have to be on you. You don't have to actually display them. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people with like their their consumable rings, right? The rage rings and the grant well-being rings and that stuff like that. We'll put them on a necklace mm-hmm. and wear it yes. around their neck. I've seen that, or they'll have like a little like a bracelet on their belt where they have them all on. So yeah, there's various there's various options for that. But again, that's just for us. I don't know about other other LARPs what their rule or if they even have rings. I have no idea. So, yeah. so we'll have to get some people from Alliance up here, and I'm gonna try to start uh, reaching out to the Utah community LARPers on Facebook and see if there's any other groups that are interested in in talking on here. So as we expand. Yes, as we expand. Right now, I don't mind just kind of focusing on, on Mythic. Mythic Realms is, is, is my home, you yeah, know, so I, I want to give it, you know, its due justice. So I have, at least for a little while, 
I have at least until October 6th scheduled with Mythic Realm players. So, um, and I want to continue that at least for a while with just Mythic Realm players. So, um, and I just remembered there was something. Oh, there's a new comment, but I don't see it. Is it not scrolling down anymore? Yep. How large is your group normally? I mean, that's really hard to say because if weekenders we see a bigger turnout than we do on Wednesdays. But right, Wednesday events are usually between fifteen and twenty-five, um, and then weekenders are usually between thirty-five and fifty-five. Yeah, we can have a lot at weekenders. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a large group. Uh, and even everyone that signs up doesn't necessarily always show up, but you do always see more on week. A lot of people show up that don't sign up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or some people will forget to sign up until the last minute, but at that point, it's kind of pointless. <laughs> are you are you saying something? <laughs> <laughs> I did that for the last weekender. I was like, oh yeah, I'm on my way to the weekender. Sign up. Sign up. I would like food, please, even though they've already bought food for people. It's a little late at this point, but... Hey, you got the... It was a formality. You got it out of the way. I, yeah, but I totally... This last weekender it totally crept up on me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I better do that. So... So I guess we'll talk about the fun part now. I mean, this has all been fun. But. I was going to say, which is... Weapons. Have to clue me in on this That's going to vary depending on who you Well, weapons. <laughs> this is the fun part, I think, for most people. They want to know about the weapons. Because a lot of people, do you use real weapons? The answer is no. No. I mean, why would you use real weapons <laughs> in a fantasy I mean, role play? we all have real lives to get back to, so if I lose a finger, that's going to definitely hamper things. Yeah, this does not fit a Ziva at all. So... <laughs> so and, and as you can see, some of the weapons, who's hard to hear? Nevitz. Nevitz is hard to hear. So maybe we do need to turn the volume up just a little bit. Because I'm loud, but Nevitz, he's also farther away from the mic. Can you hear me now? Thank you for that, Gaming Mama. I always like to get feedback so that we know everyone's hearing everyone. What? Should just like this. We can move it a little bit too. Yeah, move it away from me because I'm loud. Okay. Good now. Can you I hear think me? he just needs to speak up. Okay. <laughs> I'll start doing this from now on. <laughs> Jack trades is a squire and has 430 dragon gold. They have watched 3.83 hours. Oh, Booyah. Don't get me started. Don't do it. Gaming mom is gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Watch, she's going to do it. Especially now that I told her to do it, she's going to do it. But um, So, and as you can see by this, the weapons can get really intricate, I guess you could say. See, there while, she goes. While still being safe to use. Yeah, like this is completely made out of foam. Yeah, it's like kind of impressive to look at that and realize that, but that is completely foam. Uh, yeah, but it looks like a mace. soft to get hit with. Yeah, way soft. It just completely collapses. So, that's my weapon. I use a mason game. It's nice and soft. Um, Nevitz has brought a bunch of weapons to show off. Yeah. We might as well start off with the old to the new. So, let's show off your very original. 
And this kind of works into like how these are custom, like you can make these yourself. So, yeah. so I made this. This was the first weapon I started using with this character. It's a two-handed axe. It's got PVC as the core, and it has a... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, let's just grab some of the... Yep. It, it has a, a less dense version of this. This is just a noodle. A pool noodle. Um, and uh, it's got a combination of this, and then this is camp foam, which is in the head. So the camp foam I have layered to create the axe shape, and then I have, oh, I didn't bring any open cell phone. Soft, super soft foam. But. Yeah, like a couch cushion. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, it's solid, like, uh, sorry, camera. through here, and then the very, uh, about two inches of the, the axe head is actually very soft, soft. collapsible foam. So... Uh, Gaming Mama asks, what materials do you typically use? You went over some of them, but you also make weapons as well. Yeah. What materials do you typically use? Um, so for weapons, I use a combination of um, six-pound and four-pound EVA foam. Um, EVA foam is, um, if you're familiar with... Uh, like the cushion puzzle floor mats. That's like a six pound EVA foam. The sword here that you see is made out of four pound EVA foam. I bought in a big uh, four by eight sheet um, and just shaped it. Now the, um, so the, the white part of the blade is made out of that four pound EVA foam. Oh. And then the, um, the guard and uh, the pommel are actually made out of a heavier foam, the six-pound EVA foam, so that it can handle um, taking hits and, and whatnot won't deform as easily. And since you're not actually hitting anybody with those parts of the weapon, it can be a bit denser. Um, the gem uh, that I made for that uh, is actually made out of a material called FOMO, uh, which is a foam clay. And uh, I just shaped it into a gem and let it dry and touched hmm. it and painted it. Winged Vox says, pool noodles are dangerous weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been hitting the face with one, so I do tend to agree with that. But <laughs> if you do enough with them, but that's why you use them for like the handles and stuff, is they're not necessarily meant, you're not supposed to hit me with the handle, but it is padded <laughs> just in case, you know, because we're in the heat of battle, stuff happens, so... Absolutely. So yeah, so we require all of our the pommels to be padded as well. Um, even though we don't allow pommel strikes in game, you're not allowed to hit anybody with your pommel. Um, but we do require them to be padded just the, in the case the back swings accidentally. Well, and the closest is waylay, because some people will waylay with the bottom of their weapon, but they don't actually hit you. Right. So and You can get tapped with a waylay. Um but, yeah, and they're not supposed to hit your head at all. They Yeah, they, they, they don't actually hit your head. They just do the, they call out. Shoulders. Yeah, they just call it out, and then it happens. Yeah. You're just supposed to fall down, unconscious. Unless you have a helmet on, or are a warden, and have a helmet on, then you ignore two levels of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You, you ignore it, too, right? You I ignore it. No, I don't have any uh, Well, you have your helmet. One you, level. Of one level, whereas I have two levels, but... Aziza has no levels because she no, has nothing on. I don't, and I don't have any evades or dodges or 
parries or any of that stuff. So, nope. Waylay me. I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's the next weapon you want to show off, Nevis? And then we'll show one of hers, and we'll we'll kind of go back and well, forth. Well, it's kind of like a that's that's like what you can make with just basic like this is like cheap. Super, yeah. super cheap materials. Yeah, way uh, cheap. I, I spent probably a grand total of like $5 in materials making that. Yeah. So, um, latex. Um, I upgraded to this. This was not made by me. It's, uh, I bought this online. Um, it's latex foam. It has a, uh, a layer of latex. The, the foam on the inside is a... They kind of like um, what the you, EVA, yeah, yeah. The EVA, um, pretty durable. The core is fiberglass. It's a fi- uh, fiberglass rod. Um, That's what I use. Uh, like a, uh, driveway markers mm-hmm. um, are a common one that people use. Yeah, but a lot of the companies that make these use a lot of those common materials as well. So, but yeah, I upgraded to this at one point and used this for a while. Winged Vox says that looks badass, and I have to say I agree. <laughs> yeah, it does. So that's, that was, that's another one of his weapons that he used for a while. Um, I've had this character for a long time. Now you can. Now we're going to see another one of the things that Aziza has made. So this is... That's fine. <laughs> this is uh, Jovi's shield, Which I was going to bring today, and I forgot. That's fine. I got a picture for well, you. Well, I know, but I'm going to use it for the backdrop. So I made this shield. It's enormous. Yeah. <laughs> it like, stands like if I if I put the tip on the ground just and I tip. stand behind it, just the tip. Uh, it comes up to my shoulders. Yeah, it's it's pretty tall. It's really big, and it's not curved yet, so it's like it's just flat. It's right super now. flat, so sometimes it's it's hard that. to get in and out of places. <laughs> No, I get caught on people all the time at no the weekender. Memory. I'm like, sorry, stuck on my shield. I can't move it because I'm stuck on this person too. Like, I just yeah. say wide load. So wide on load. That shield, <laughs> on that shield, uh, it's it's EVA foam Oops. for the whole front of the shield, and then I edged it with a, a blue camp mat similar to this one that we showed earlier. Um, <clears throat> But then the back of it, to, to give it more rigidity, um, I used a, um, what is it called? The plastic, uh, corrugated plastic, like what you would see for um, yard this. signs and whatnot. Um, and just glued that to the back of it. That's what the, the arm straps are glued between that and the EVA foam to hold the arm straps in place. Day 13. <laughs> so yeah that was shields shields are are pretty simple to make um and and you can get you know really intricate and detailed with them or you can well and she made another shield too that looks way awesome uh, so yeah this one um he just wanted a, a wooden shield and so i made this one look like wooden planks that's eva foam um for the front now the back on this one, I did not do the um, <clears throat> the corrugated plastic. This is actually a a variant of EVA foam that is extremely dense. Um, 
like extremely dense and um and it's still flexible and and moldable but uh stiff as well this shield is 36 inches in diameter which i think it's 35 brought it down to 35 inches in diameter um but you see on the back on the top there that's where we put the popsicle sticks for um our reps for our consumables and then right underneath that all those elastic little loops are for throwing daggers. And then you can kind of see in this picture down at the bottom, um, there's another little elastic loop and that's where he holds his light for illuminate and it just, it holds it at the bottom of his shield and it's pointing down. And um, there's also a clip that's not in the photo um, for him to clip his headbands onto. Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash that's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Ascendance Gaming Center in Salt Lake City, Utah is a proud sponsor of the LARP Lounge. Ascendance Gaming offers top-of-the-line gaming PCs, VR stations, retro gaming consoles, and board games. Located at 583 Billings Road, Suite Number 5 in South Salt Lake, Utah. Mention this ad and get a free hour of PC game time. The wing and lock says those look great. Are the shields heavy? I don't know about this one, but my shield is light. Is yeah, no, it's super light? They're both probably less than two pounds. In fact, it's so light that the wind well, can like when like if the wind picks up, my shield will take me with it because it like just <laughs> becomes light. a kite. Yeah. But it's really really light. Yeah. So they look big. She made them look you know metal and heavy and cumbersome, but. They're not actually heavy and cumbersome, which makes it really nice. Like, yeah. One, one of the big things with LARP, the difference between, like, uh, the LARP weapons and shields and, and um, whatnot is that we like them to be lighter because, like, we're not actually out fighting things for real, right? So that's why some people will choose to wear, like, the foam armor and whatnot. I know with, uh, with Lita, her first set of armor was foam as well. And it was so much more comfortable to fight in than my full plate metal <sighs> armor. It's <laughs> hot. Yeah. So. But yeah. Even in fact, I would have to say my weapon is heavier than my shield. Yeah. I would. I would probably say that. So. Don't get yeah, me started. Probably about. <laughs> so speaking of heavy weapons, this is his current in-game weapon now. And as you can see, it is super intricate. There's a lot of detail on it. It's pretty cool. And it, it's actually really soft to get hit with. So, which is nice, considering how giant it is. Um, that's actually one of the design features here, where it's got all of this these holes and whatnot. That's what makes it uh, hit so softly. Um, I just made a mace that... Um, it hits soft, but you can't you can't follow through with your swings on it, or you will knock somebody over just because the mass behind it, because it doesn't have these holes in it. It is a solid piece, you know, and it doesn't matter how soft it is. It will it'll knock you over if you hit too hard with it. Yeah, I've. Uh... It's the clock one. Yeah, the mace. Yeah, right there. Yeah. So this one I'm I'm currently working on. I'm not done painting. Is it, it. two-handed or is it one-handed? It's a one-handed. It's a minimum length one-handed mace. Wow. Yeah, it's it's mm, 
yeah, not very tall at all. And um, it's uh, for a one of our players who's making a new character who is based off of the White Rabbit uh, in Alice in Wonderland. He talked to me about it a little bit. Yeah. Sounds fun. It does sound fun. <laughs> yeah, and fun. annoying, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's all of his characters. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's see. Is the clock set at those times for a reason? Uh, no, I just uh, I put... Each, each side of the clock has a different time on it, and I just chose whatever I thought aesthetically that there wasn't any specific reason. That's cool. That's a good I, question, though. I didn't know if there would be reasons behind that. So I don't get hit by this very often because, you know, it's my hammer. So I'm the one <laughs> wielding it. But uh, I'm told that, like, I, I'm always a little cautious because I, I don't want to hit somebody too hard with it. So I, I pull a lot of my blows. But I'm told that, like, People feel the impact, but it, there's no pain. It's just, uh, right. it's just like, uh, just the, uh, you know, you've been hit by it, but it doesn't hurt. It's a nice thud where you're like, oh yeah, I got hit, but not like, ow yeah, I got hit. <laughs> so Winged Box, Winged Box says, ooh, a clock mace. I hope you say a one-liner like it's nap time when you swing it around. Okay, so um, I've been posting <laughs> update pictures of creating this mace. There's a, a Facebook group that I'm a part of that's called Plastidip Artists. Um, and everyone just posts what they've been creating. And I've been posting update pictures of creating this mace. And every time I post something, I get like six or seven or eight people that do puns on you know all the different things like it's time to stop you know hammer time or yep. you know whatever stop hammer time <laughs> he does that one all yeah. the time yeah it's uh, yeah i think actually when i when i give it to the player i'm going to um i'm going to give him a list of all the puns that said and be like here you go i gave you some Something to start Here's with. some character inspiration. <laughs> you should make it look like a scroll so that he can, like, <laughs> pull it out. And he can be like, hey, I haven't used yeah. this one today. Mm, and make it funny. like an, an in game character thing for him. That's funny. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I should do that. <laughs> yep, doing that now. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. All so right. show him your little hand axe. <laughs> uh, so this is a combination of uh, uh, the camp foam on this little part here. This is latex uh, molded foam. Um, this was originally meant to. So this was originally crafted to be a throwing axe, throwing weapons. I've got another one here. Uh, cannot have a core, so they're just floppy. Floppy. But I can huck it. This is somebody, and uh, it will do damage to him. Throwing X. They can come in any shape or size, basically. So if you want to have a rock to throw at somebody, as and have it look like a rock, you can mm -hmm. throw a rock at somebody. You can throw, throw a brick. You can throw a brick. Um, so Gaming Mama asks, if you do not feel comfortable making your own weapons, is there a place to purchase them? Yes. Uh, I mean, you could always purchase from another LARPer. Like, in our case, we can always just go to uh, Candace here, and she can make us something. Or 
one of the most common places is called the medieval medievalcollectibles.com. That not place like a sponsor or anything. No, they're not a sponsor, but uh, that is a place where a lot of people go and they have a huge is that where you bought the hammer? Yes, that's where I've gotten most of my stuff. Yeah. So there, collectibles. There's the Dark, Dark Knight Armory. Which is Calum a sister Asylum. branch of Medieval Collectibles. Yeah, right. so if they have it, Medieval Collectibles has it. Um, if you just Google search uh, LARP weapons, you'll come up with a whole list of, mm-hmm. of places. I just went through that the other day. I was looking for uh, a specific mace that we have for our NPCs that one of our PCs um, wants. He's like, I use this mace as an NPC and I want it. And so we were looking through all of the different websites trying to figure out oh. where it came from. We actually didn't ever find it, unfortunately. Well, sometimes they discontinue stuff. and right. So I don't know. But there's a lot of other ones, too, out there that you can find. But, yeah, just searching it will do great. So yeah. Absolutely. And just um, also... If you um, if you go to a LARP in your area, uh, always check with them first to see what their mm-hmm. safety standards are for weapons, um, and what places they recommend purchasing weapons from, because some some places um, have stricter or looser standards depending. It, it sucks spending a lot of money because a lot of these aren't cheap. Right. Spending a lot of money on something just to find out that you can't use it in the game you bought it for. Like, for example, your sword. That's legal. I know it is, but some of them from that maker are not always legal. Yes. Kalamazoo. It's a brand. Uh, They they, uh, come from Canada. Um, They make very sturdy. uh, So none of their weapons are latex-based. So um, they're not as subject to melting in the heat, freezing up in the cold. So they they have the, the... Reputation for quality, uh, for just durability. durability. These last a long time. Uh, they can be put through a lot of punishment, but they're a little more stiff uh, than uh, than a lot of our other ones. This yeah. this uh, mace is gonna give uh, a lot more. Like I can just do that with my finger. Show you how it the, the flange comes down. Um, this requires a pretty good hefty. Uh, squeeze to, to get it to give. Like, but the good thing about Calamisil too, though, at least for, for our LARP, is that you can we call it break it in, right? And people will buy new Calamisil weapons and they just beat it against a chair or against a table a tree. or whatever and, and just um, soften up, loosen up the edge. Yeah, this has had a little bit of use and I've done a little bit of softening it, uh, with it myself. Yeah, we, have, we actually have a player that just bought that ex- that same exact mm-hmm. weapon from Kalamazoo, but he hasn't solved He it hasn't yet. broken in yet. And we've had and to have a couple times. Yeah, he started <laughs> playing with it, and he actually got yelled at in the middle of a battle once for because it hurts. Yeah. Um, so. I, I have some uh, non-LARP uh, 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 sword knowledge uh, and, uh, and skill, so I was able to uh, use this early on without causing any particular uh, pain for other players. Uh, just uh, in the way I was swinging it, um, but this is a uh, Kalamazoo's pretty new as far as LARP goes. Um, Their stuff looks good though. Yes. Like like. I mean, this just looking at this on the camera, it looks like I'm holding a sword. A real yeah. So the they definitely excel when it comes to their swords. Yeah, they so. Do. Um. This is kind of like the hardest. The hardest and most durable ones you'll come across. Yeah. They're also the most expensive. 
I don't ever recommend buying LARP weapons off Amazon directly because they're usually not LARP safe. Um, they may be made out of foam, but they'll be way too stiff. Like, like that calamacil is like <laughs> this is a here, right? Good example. But yeah. Oh, is that? <laughs> so the, I I bought this. This is a super cheap. Um, it's supposed to be latex foam, but um, it's not only as stiff as calamacil, but um, it's also not as durable. It's cheap. I paid ten dollars for it though. Yeah, I've had several people um, actually purchase weapons off Amazon, get them, and decide that it was a waste of money. Because, I mean, even if they only paid like 35 bucks for it, it's not usable at all. Um, one person bought his just because he liked the hilt on it, <laughs> so, so and he gave it to me, and I'm stripping the... Um, blade off of it and putting a new blade on it so that it's usable in it's, game. it's funny you mention that because i want to do the exact same thing with this yeah the blade quality is terrible but the the hilt and everything else it's it's a nice dagger as far as how it fits in my hand and you know that i just don't like the blade it started to shred just after one wow use. so but Yikes. i paid ten dollars for this right yeah and, and you can fix it, yeah. And I mean, and that's an option if, if that's something that you're willing to do as well. So. Yeah. Oh, the, the bow? Okay, so this is actually for Alliance. Um, in, in Mythic Realms, we do allow bows, um, and our arrows have a, uh, a big foam tip. They also um, have to be under a certain... And they have to be under a 30-pound draw weight yeah. on the bow. Now, at Alliance, they don't allow real bows. They use... This is a boffer-style bow. So it's just a piece of PVC pipe that I heat-shaped. Um, no then, string, right? Hmm? No, no string. No yep. string. No string. And then I used a pool noodle and, and put the pool noodle over it and duct-taped it. I left a spot for the handle, obviously. And then for the arrows, we use spell packets. And, and in Alliance, blue spell packets are arrows. And they have orange spell packets are poisons, and everything else is spells. Hmm. So, and mythic spell packets can be whatever, whatever, yeah, mythic whatever realm. color you want. Spell packets are very random. So I actually real quick want to talk about, last week we talked about the creepy doll that, that showed up in game that she made. Oh my gosh. So here's <laughs> the creepy thing doll. my favorite I've ever made. <laughs> favorite thing I've ever made so so this um this is for a new plot line that we're running um and this was our like teaser intro to this storyline and this this baby just appears in town right so I went to savers when um the the person that was running this plot was like I need a demon baby and I was like I got you. <laughs> so I went to Savers and went through all of their, their baby dolls and was like, eh, this one, no, uh, that one. And this one actually has a cry box in it. So if you press on the chest, it cries. Oh God. Which I was like, okay, this is the, this is the one. <laughs> so um, I The Dark a, Lord has chosen. Jack, <laughs> Jack Treat says that's a true nightmare, dude. It oh, totally is, man. I saw that so thing in game God. and I was like, nope. I'm out. Oh, no. And see, and it's even better. So this picture doesn't show up very well, but it still has those baby blue, like, cutesy little eyes. 
uh, yeah, no, it's awesome. So I used the FOMO and I completely covered the head in FOMO and just reshaped the face and added the horns and made it, gave it pointed ears um, and made the nose kind of turn up a little bit more, added, it, it was like a, a baby that would like take a bottle, right? So it has the mouth open. And so I gave it teeth and this pointed tongue um, and then and then painted it. And I was just How like, oh, that's so fun. Like this is part of the, like, how, how did you even come up with that? Like this whole, like... Uh, I, I'm, I'm a very much like a work-as-you-go person. So when I, anytime I'm making something, anything at all, um, what I usually do is I try and figure out like my aesthetic concept first and I'll go through um, Google Images or Pinterest and I'll, you know, search like demon or demon baby or, you know, whatever and just start looking at images of what's already out there. And there were reference photos of demon baby? Yes, I mean, actually. I shouldn't be surprised nowadays, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... I, I was walking around Savers and they had they had an undead baby and I was like I almost bought that but I was like not undead undead is not like the aesthetic I'm going for I'm going for demon and so that's when I decided to just buy the baby doll and make it myself so it actually ended up not wearing the the red dress that I made for it it has a white one um, that's specific thing for that plot line anyways <laughs> she almost gave away trade secrets everyone so i got a short little story hold on real quick on. mr cheyenne asks how long did it take you to make that doll um let's see it took me about an hour to shape the face um i let it dry for three days just because some parts were really really thick um <clears throat> and it needs time to dry and then it took me probably about an hour and a half, two hours to paint it. Okay, what's your story? Oh, so um, the first time I saw Demon Baby, um, I, somebody was walking by. I don't even remember who it was. They were out of the game. They had an out of the game headbound. Oh, it was, I hadn't seen. It was probably Angie. No. It was, what's his name's kid? Anyway, oh, so somebody, somebody walked by holding it and. Uh, I was in the middle of like a serious in-game conversation. I remember this with, with another with a with an NPC. So like I'm in full character and I'm I'm engaged in the conversation. And this demon baby technically wasn't there because the person was out of game, so the baby was not actually there. But like me as a player was so distracted by this horrifying <laughs> baby passing by me that I just. I had a moment of just brain fart in the middle of my role play, and I just remember looking at this, and like they 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 took notice of me looking at it, so they brought it up and were kind of just at my face, and like yep. So and then I'm like, okay, demon baby, creepy. I try to go back to my conversation. What? And, and so it took me a moment. <laughs> To, uh, to like gather myself again, get back in character, continue this conversation. So, Demon Baby is very, uh, was, was very distracting. <laughs> distracting and disturbing. Yes. So, that, that was yes. my, that was the first time I had seen that thing. And, uh, yeah. Truly Goal horrifying. accomplished. <laughs> oh, Apparently, good. I need to involve myself in this plot a little bit more. So, oh, yeah. Good stuff. So let's talk about your claws that you have made. 
All right. So in game, um, if somebody is, say, a monk and can technically fight with their fists, um, or we, a creature, or a creature just, who yeah, has we, claws, we can't have people going around punching each other. Right. So we just any red <laughs> sword. Um, we usually use just duct tape red boffers, um, but these were commissioned by um, by a PC who was just training to be a monk. We. Yeah, and oh, and he is fearless. Yeah, oh my god, he gets yelled at big he time actually, by his companions because he he's ruined like, the first set that I made. Well, for they him. got the stepped on. Battle. I know. Oh my gosh, they he got, was so bummed. They got hammered, but I made these ones super durable. So yeah, so that's why they're red, um, and they're just and they're super light. Casey was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to be careful of shotgunning because shotgunning is when you hit too fast." Um, you're supposed to, when you swing, you're supposed to pull the sword back a full 45 degrees before swinging again. Um, most people will avoid um, a shotgunning call by going shoulder, leg, shoulder, leg, um, and alternating between locations that they're hitting. Um, but yeah, so he commissioned these. You'll see uh, the, the picture of the two that are hanging up. Um, those are actually a little, they call a frog, or like a scabbard, right? But that just goes around the top of it. Um, <clears throat> so those attach to his belt, and then they have a, a button, just like a snap button, so that he can snap them. Um, to. Did you buy those frogs, or no, did you I, make them? I made them. They're just they're leather with just a, just a snap button on them. Really pretty simple. Nice. But they yeah they are so light. Like, probably half a pound. So you have one other thing here, and I've never seen it before. Which one? Rune? Okay, so this is something that I've just started playing with. We just got our 3D printer set Oh. So this is a 3D printed rune. Um, I've got, uh, I just got off Thingiverse, um, the file to make these runes. Um, so it was, it was a, it's a free file off of Thingiverse. Um, and they just, they turn out so cool. Um, and so runes are one of our magic items in game um, for rune crafting for their um, the artificing. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. I'm not, I'm not a rune crafter. But um, I have several people that want me to make them a full set of these. Yeah, so cool. They, they take about an hour and a half to print. Um, but it's not it's not very much material and yeah they they look pretty so this is just like for a necklace this is just yeah. for fun yeah that's just a, a what would eventually be a phys rep physical representation for a magical item i need to find an in-game medical artificer we even have one like Kane was the last one, and yeah. I don't know if we have another one. I don't think we have another one. Because like my bloodstone's gonna do me no good. It's gonna sit I there. I, I, I can't mean, get it installed. I had, I had a bloodstone expired. Uh, I think you reason. can pay mythic points to have it installed. Oh yeah, you can pay the CMA to install yep. it. That's all I have to do then. Yeah, I think it's like ten. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, it's not bad. So yeah, that that's in place in case there is not an actual in-game PC that can install. Glad yeah. they thought so. CMA is like the Citadel Merchants Alliance. Yeah, that's basically uh, the plot merchant, right? 
So anything that you want to buy, but there isn't anyone in game that sells it, you can buy it through CMA. It's more heard... pricey. Uh, a lot more expensive. more expensive to do. Yeah, you usually end up having to pay in-game currency and something else called mythic points. So you're usually spending it twice. So. No, uh, you can spend full in-game currency. Yeah, you, sometimes sometimes it requires both, doesn't it? Or I don't know. It doesn't require both. But. Okay. Yeah, it's one or the other. You can use your mythic points to buy from the CMA. I have plenty yeah. of mythic points, so that's what I've been doing so far. You get mythic points from NPC. I actually was going to buy some a fade root and an onyx with my mythic points, but then at the weekender they were giving away fade root as one of the. And I'm like, I owe somebody a fade root, and they gave it to me. Nice. I was like, yes. So now I only have to give them an onyx. Nice. I, I gave them one onyx already and one fade root already. Now I just got to give them one more onyx, and then I'll finish paying off my armor. I owe them another fifteen silver for my armor. So Nevitz. I asked last week what others' favorite LARP memory is. I now ask you that same question. Favorite LARP memory? Yes. In game. It's hard because I know. I've been playing this character for six years, and that's a lot I, of memories. I know. Um, I have to come back to that. I might have to think about this for a moment. I just thought about another, I guess it's not really a headband, but I did think about another band that we didn't cover. And it is our golden armband. Well, I, I was going to I was gonna suggest we move into, like, accessorizing. Okay. Because, uh, yeah. like, there's, there's armor, there's weapons, you got your solid fizz reps for all this stuff, but then there's, like, all the optional things. Stuff that, and, you know, it doesn't even have to be magic items, it can just be whatever you want to have on you for that. Yeah, game. like, his necklace and my necklaces... Neither one of these are magical, but we, so, and he doesn't have this one anymore because he gave it up. Hey. <laughs> to, to kill, to kill, he gave it up for a good reason, to be fair, but this right here is a, it's, it's a tooth, and he had one as well, and I can take it off, show it to the camera if you think I should. So uh, my, my character sacrificed a mundane item I have had, uh... Um, I have had with that character since I started playing. Um, it had a lot of sentimental meaning. So, I guess you can tell the story if you want. Um, that is a fake tooth you can, that was bought off of Amazon. <laughs> so, our... It was like $2. Yeah, because yeah, I lost my last one, which I don't... I, I'll find it one day. I know I will. And then I'll be like, there it is. But in the meantime, I needed something. So basically, our backstory is, is that when we were children, we had we were twin brothers in-game, and we had a bond with each other. So our parents decided to exploit this bond and send us to go learn a different fighting style from various places. And... Uh, we left, what did we determine? Like, we left at, like, the age of 12 or 8 or something? Yeah, we were, we were, we were young. We were relatively young when we left. And, um, something happened in-game that made many, many years pass. Chronophage. Chronophage. It's essentially every country had its own, got stuck in a time, time bubble that affected their time differently. So, and we got caught in that as well. So, 
what 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 happened on one continent that was five years could have been a hundred and twenty in in one of these bubbles. No, so this only happened on Laroth. Yeah, different continents. No, I know. That's what I mean. Like, so whatever happened on Teroth was normal yeah, time, yeah. whereas Laroth was all messed up. So when we finally came out of this, the landscape had changed because of so many years of um, of just just geographical, you know, moving because of time. Mm-hmm. So we had to first find each other, and when we first found each other, it was both due to us. It was a Drake or a Wyvern. I don't remember. It was a, it was a Drake. It was a Drake. We both had heard rumors of this Drake, and so we both went to go investigate this Drake individually, and found each other on the way to meet this Drake. So we, this Drake was our first kill after being reunited, after being separated, separated for. By well, for in real life for like fifteen years, and then and by the Corn of Age for hundreds of years. So, we both years. yeah, we both took we both took a tooth from this Drake and wore it. I still have mine, but he gave his up because of the sentimental value in order to kill Talsagor at yeah, this we, recent we had event. To sacrifice something, and and I thought about all the the magic items and stuff I could have sacrificed to go towards this and. A lot of other people were sacrificing magic items, but... Uh, That's what I did. I, I figured sacrificing something that uh, is not magical, but has more sentimental value than any of my other magic items I possess would might have more of an impact uh, on the sacrifice. And uh, so that, that tooth I have literally worn since I started playing every single event. And... Uh, I am now sacrificing in game, and uh, as a result, I will never be wearing that tooth again. Not a lot of people know that story in game. Because it's gone. It's gone. I sacrificed it. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool, yeah. So as far as accessorizing goes, like, so I've got this ring that matches. It's like the same exact ring that Boji wears. But mine is not magical. Mine doesn't do anything. It just looks really pretty. And, like, this um, headpiece that I made... Like, my character um, is, you know, from basically, like, the ocean side. So, these are just... With money on it. Yeah, so I originally made this for uh, this character I was playing. And so, I used gems that in, in Mythic um, are money. <laughs> um... But it wasn't, yeah, like I said, it wasn't originally. Some of the games, though, I, I, can, I can just see, like, Furin. Why do you have money on your head? What a waste. Like. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, this this little, you know, watch. I've got a bunch of bracelets I usually wear, too, but I forgot them today. Um, like, none of these, like, do anything, but they make my outfit more complete, right? So, like, my um, my vest that I made, like, it's it's got these cool little... Um, octopuses cracking on it um like little details like these necklaces you know like none of this stuff is magical this character is is 20 points she's brand new i've played her for one weekender i haven't put any other skill points on her um but i still want her to look cool so um i just accessorize i mean when it comes to accessorizing nobody beats jovi in his cape <laughs> that cape is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you don't have it, do you? I do. It's in the car. I can go grab it real quick. Yeah, if I, I should. probably go should. Grab your cape. Go I'll grab go your grab cape. my cape. Here, will you show them my necklace while I go grab my? So this is the Smash Brothers 
like family crest, I guess you could say. Well, uh, it's just a, it's just uh, something we both wear. But I'll give you my I key. got mine right here. Smash Brothers necklace. Yep, I made those. That's I found awesome. the just a fist, <laughs> but uh, apparently this counts as a uh, um, like a fiery fist. Apparently counts as a focus stone. Oh yeah, yeah. I there didn't think go. about that. I'm like, oh, cool. If I ever get a, a magic item that requires a focus stone, I've got one that's mundane on me that I can have it count as that. So. Yeah, that's cool. I do, I um have this. So with Aziza, part of my accessorizing when I was planning her out um was I was thinking, okay, so there's a runic focus, there's a spell focus, there's a flesh ward, there's um. Anyways, I went through all of the different, um, like, crafting, artificing, and I was like, all right, this is what, oh, tinkering, um, a tinker stone, tinker twist uh, is what it's called, and I went and I, and I found uh, what I was, what I'm going to use as my fizz rep for each of those, and I have it on me, so, like, for my spell focus, I actually have a, a fan that I carry with me all the time, super fancy fan, but I'm like, this is my spell focus if I ever want it. Cool. All right. I like this key. Yeah, I was going to say, probably got to stand back. Yeah, I'll stand up and... Ugh. Looks so, so you cool can see the armor. gold on the edge. So I've got gold filigree around the edges, and then that is the symbol of the Falcon Crest Kingdom that I served in the military for. So. And this snaps on the, his armor. Yeah, it snaps so. on and off, so... A lot of people are like, you know, they all make those jokes from The Incredibles. No capes, no capes. No capes. Well, if I get stuck in something, this just snaps off. So, yep. I, I actually did that. And it's just easier to get on and off. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I guess, I, I mean, if we're talking about accessories, my armor is technically an accessory too because that is my costume. Well, I, I was, I was going to say, aside from, from weapons and armor because they're kind of... Yeah, you got all your pouches and but... stuff. That I wanted to talk about. I almost brought mine in, but you have yours. I would definitely say pouches are a must. Uh, and like, so you should have a, you should have a coin pouch. This actually has real coin from game. Everything I earned last month. Yeah, so, it's pretty hefty. <laughs> yeah, we we actually earn a, a fair bit of coin if you come regularly to the events. Um, you can earn a fair bit of coin. I actually, I have a, uh, like a treasure chest that I keep my, um, my coin in, and then I have a small coin pouch that I keep on my character. So, but yeah, and then having bigger pouches for, you know, magic items or, or other things that you need in game, your, your flashlights or whatever, um, having uh, something that's easy access like his M&M container or your popsicle sticks, or like the back of that shield that I made, an easy place to access uh, your consumable items. Another thing that people accessorize, especially on weekenders, is their structures. Mm. Um, like, you know, for example, if you're an armor artificer, you're supposed to have an armorsmith station. You know, so Banner has a table set out, and he's got like all kinds of little trinkets and stuff on it that make it look like he can work on armor. Oh, I, I love his anvil. So he has an anvil made out of foam. And it's squishy, squishy. And it's, it, yeah, it's, it's collapsible foam, and it's actually 
um, could be a real in-game throwable item with the with the. That's rules. funny. Yeah. Yeah, he he used it last <laughs> week when he or last weekend or when he made my armor when he infused it. We actually had to go and oh, use yeah. his anvil, and he had that's to infuse awesome. it on the anvil. So. That's so cool. Um, so the in-game requirements on that is that. Um, whatever you're setting up to fizz rep your workstation, whether it's an alchemy station or a, a armor smithing or weapon smithing station or rune crafting or tinkering, whatever it is, um, it has to be volume enough that it would like fill a shoebox, right? So it doesn't have to be very big, but the more elaborate you do it, like just the more immersive the game is. It's it's one of my favorite aspects that I'm that I'm looking forward to start doing with the Good Night Inn. Well, like for example, yeah, that's that's an accessory, but it's also utility. Functional. Yep, it's functional. It's got a stainless steel inside, and then the outside looks like an old uh, uh, medieval style. Uh, Do you remember when um, Becca's character walked around with a foam? One of those that she used as a weapon. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they actually have a foam. Stein, that and that she used it as a weapon, and she sometimes would use it to throw spell packets, like especially Holocaust. She'd put it in there and then just spread it. That's awesome. So I remember she used to do that, and that was a lot of fun. But one of the people that I think so far accessorizes the best for their house is Zyra Goldmane. Oh my gosh. Like she, her house she when you goals. walk in there, <laughs> it looks like she's a wizard that tinkers with random stuff. Yeah. Because she has shelves full of just random trinkets, you know, like a little treasure box here and gems here and runes here. And, like, I've been in her house because I have to go collect something from her. And yeah, it is so cool. she has a war room. I love her war yeah, room. Yeah, with, like, a map of, of Cerulea. Really? See, yeah. I haven't even seen that. Like, but it's, she... it's circular, so you got all these chairs, chairs around the around table, it. the map on top of the table. So cool. I moved uh, it just wrong right there. So, but it's it is really cool. I think like, I, have a being <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could just take well, here's your. A I just could take your. I'll just take your uh, packet and can't and cast Grant will being on myself. I wish it worked that easy, man. I know, right? Uh, yeah, that's something that's that's rough. Is coming back to the real world. Coming back to the real world after LARPing and. Being in fantasy land is it can be rough, especially after a weekender. If it was a really good weekender, um, a lot of people can experience what they call LARP drop, which is just like that like drop of emotions from having to return back to the mundaneness of life. <laughs> yeah, dread going back to work. Yeah, is having. I mean, to go it's back not every day where work. you get to physically play a hero that saved the world, like. Yeah. A video game is one thing, but LARP just takes it to a whole nother level well, where you're LARP, so you involved. Are your yeah, exactly. Where so. you're so involved because so this is I meant to ask this to every guest and I didn't ask you yet. We already kind of covered it, but I'm gonna ask you now anyway. What to you is LARP? Uh LARP is kind of the description. It's playing a being something that I'm not. Playing, playing, uh, escaping from the from the norm to to be something I am not. See, and that's I mean that's a pretty true because being something that I'm not, I'm not a confrontational person in real life, 
And while I'll shy away from it occasionally in Mythic, if there is a like if there's something that I actually feel passionate about or whatever, I will actually have that confrontation in Mythic, which I will never do in real life. And that's one of the things that's you know it's kind of fun for me is because I can do that and I and yet we can have that confrontation and still be totally fine with each other and know that this is just a game. Yeah. Like recently, I got into a confrontation with my real good friend out of game, his the character in game Divas. We got into an altercation. He got really pissed off at me, but when the, when we were out of costume, no big deal. Game was over. We knew that it was all within game. Let's see, Mr. Cheyenne says, so tell us more about the houses. Are they tents or campers or what? Mostly tents. They tried to shy away from campers because they feel that it breaks the immersion of the game. Um, yeah. Some, a lot of people that some people don't that. like that, as you can tell. Um, but it's mostly tents. Tents and, and um, pavilions. And then you have to set up walls. So, like, for example, our house is two tents and a pavilion with tarp walls um, and a doorway, which we actually made out of PVC. We made a PVC doorway. So um, so the structure is identified with a yellow rope that goes around the entire outside. Um, And then uh, the yellow rope has to connect to something representing a doorway, and then there has to be something representing a door, which is usually just another piece of rope um, and then at that point, you can decide whether you want to buy a lock for it. Um, highly recommended <laughs> that you that you lock. Just there, there are uh, there are PCs that might try to get through stuff, but I do it mostly because NPCs. I don't want just a random troll walking in the game and just walking into my home and you know taking my things and That's then walking out. happened a lot out. at the Good Night Inn because the Good Night Inn uh, doesn't generally keep the door locked during the day. I- yeah, I had, I had, there was a situation involving that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, two or three weekenders ago, someone got knocked out in the middle of the good night in. They, yeah. And we were next door, so they're like, Boji, we need help. Can you yeah. come over here and, like, help us drag this person to safety? Yep. Yeah, that's, 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 um, we're trying to get everybody individual locks for their rooms in the good night in so that we can still keep the main foyer entranceway mm. open during the day, but then everyone. The Good Night Inn is, has a really cool entrance too, though. Like they've literally got like a giant cloth that they painted a doorway on, yeah. and the cloth opens in the middle, like like you would swinging double swinging doors. So yeah, and it's got like gargoyles on it and everything. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, isn't That's there LED pretty... torches now on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we put LED LED lanterns up on the outside, so, and we've got uh, lanterns lining the inside. Accessorizing. Yeah, we're actually, this coming weekender, we're planning on having um, belly dancing and whatnot in there, so. Ooh, I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, well, we're going to be in a different place this weekender, though. Yeah, we are. So it's not technically going to be the good night in. It's going to be cabins. Uh, I can't say more than that. (laughs) I know where y'all are going to be. See, I have no idea. I just know that they won't be in. Just because of, I know that they're going to be in the aisles. That's yeah, all I know. Yeah, so it's going to be in the Arbor Isles. It's the Ghost Walker. Which our, I our definitely structure. won't be. Uh, I won't be at now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to let yourself feel. Lone Star, it's me. I have arrived. Welcome, Lone Star. Lone I appreciate it. Star. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's where it's from, too. That's awesome. uh, so, specifically, Lone Star. Um, 
Yes, that is the group for you. So he he's a local and he's been very interested in Mythic Realms, but he lives up north. Oh, I so, live up north. Yeah. Like how far north? Logan, I believe he said. Oh, well. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Lone Star, but I know that someone in this group at one point said they wanted to make a northern LARP, yeah. and I haven't heard anything since then. There was an Idaho branch of Mythic. There was. Um, both uh, myself and Josh Ward have both talked about doing a branch uh, further north. Um, but, hey, if you ever want to meet uh, at my place, I'm in Syracuse, you ever want to meet at my place and carpool down with me i'm totally down for that i usually drive several people down um i go every week unless there's something catastrophic that goes oh yeah okay so weekend or so a lot of people i th i feel like we've given the interpretation that there is a lot of role play and granted there is but that's mostly on weekenders. Wednesdays generally tend to be more combat oriented. Just that, because they're shorter. Just because, but that does not mean that there is not opportunities for role playing. Like there was an event where I was out of combat for a good fifty percent of it because I was having an extremely serious in-game conversation, and it was really, really weird. Like even the NPCs. Lone Star, hey, thank you for that. Woo, I have to sing though too, but we'll do our dance first. All right, yeah, yeah. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Hi, neighbor. Thanks for that follow, Lone Star. I appreciate that. Took out more of the bit boss. Who will deal the final blow? Nobody knows. No, that doesn't work. Don't do that. Don't break the computer, please. So. But yeah, so if you're interested, Lone Star, there are people that are willing to help you get down there so that you can see it out. Um, if you are going to come, I will even come on an event and just kind of hang out with you so that you kind of have someone that you do know a little bit that will be there. So even with my broken wrist, I will come and assist you with this. So yeah. um, but there, the, everyone loves to see someone new get involved, and we, can, we will do what we can to help it. I love answering questions. Yeah. So I know that you were kind of on the fence, but that was one thing I wanted to talk about is that Wednesdays are a little bit more combat oriented, but there is still opportunities for role playing before and after the event. Um, that just depends during, on how late you want to stay. Sometimes um, during a regular Wednesday event, um, there's often more people there than can fight at one time. So sometimes the front line's fighting in the back is kind of like Chatting. waiting for their turn and they just kind of chat and role play. Uh, sometimes... Uh, while there's like a uh, an NPC there that we need to talk to and get information from, some people will go and talk and get information, and then they have other NPCs come and attack those other people so that nobody's bored, right? Because yes. only so many people can talk to one or two NPCs. So, yeah, they do make opportunities for role play, even if it is, you know, vice versa. So and then they... we do occasionally have what they call a fireside, which oh, is yeah. a no combat all role-play events. And those are on Wednesdays. So those are great ones, especially if, I mean, I almost would say, me personally, that would be a great time to introduce well, your yeah, character they, because you have tons of time to get to know people. But There's no stress of, like, looming combat either. So people are more relaxed weapons. and there's a lot more emphasis on the role-play. So. Yeah. Lone Star says, thank you. I'll have to chat with the wife and see what we can work out. Yeah. 
I totally understand that one. You know, you got to, you know, work it out with, with family, but we're here to try to help you out. But either way, you can check out that Facebook group and see where they're at with that Northern group. Cause I haven't heard anything since that post. And that was a few months ago. So yeah. it may be a year down the road before they get going. I don't know, because it's not easy to just be like, I started a LARP. I mean, it, I tried that. It didn't work out very well. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there's definitely options there, but I wanted to give you that group link at the very least for you. So in yeah. case you have other questions, so. Great. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. He's a local stream SLC here. So. Nice. Like the local. Yep. All right. What's next? So, have you come up with your favorite memory yet? Oh, no. We'll come up with a memory. Yeah, just pick a memory that, that stands one. out. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not a favorite memory, but it's one that I continue to bring up in roleplay to this day. So there's a there's a, a race of beings and games called the uh, the Forsaken. They're uh, um, how do you describe them? Um, they're kind of sh like shapeshifters. Um, they can some of them are strong enough that they can just by shaking their hand they can take on your form and uh, learn basically everything about you just from shaking hands with them. So. Um, and uh, for a while, they were we were uh, there was a lot of conflicts with them in game. Uh, they actually allied with us during a war that happened a while back. So um, that kind of the feeling towards them was was relaxed a bit. Like it, it became paranoid in game, where like some new person would walk into town, and and our first uh, instinct would be to um, to offer to prick their finger because they always bled in this black blood. And so that's the way to, to um, identify one of them. So um, that was uh, kind of the attitude for a while. It's always prick somebody's finger when they first come into town. But like I said, uh, after the war and they, they allied with us, there wasn't as big a, a, um, a worry about them anymore. So, well, they, they made kind of a, a re-entrance, and uh, there's a there's a NPC uh, that was discussed last time, uh, Captain Bradshaw who made a just casual trip in the game, you know. Bradshaw's just kind of showing up and started drinking with people and BSing. Well, Bradshaw is always there with alcohol and is passing her ball around for people to drink and not thinking anything of it, Bradshaw offered me a drink. And uh, so uh, Boji took a drink and uh, Bradshaw went off to do her, do her own thing. Well, it was revealed later that uh, Bradshaw was a forsaken. <laughs> Bradshaw wasn't really Bradshaw. And Bradshaw had tainted the drink. Uh, it, wasn't like a, it wasn't like a harmful poison, but it was mostly kind of just a reminder, we're still here. <laughs> Don't forget about us. People who drank this, even though they aren't forsaken, started bleeding black for oh. a while. Oh, gosh. And so I got hurt. And see, I didn't know any of this until I got hurt in combat. And people were like, Boji, you're bleeding black. Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Aerostar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Ascendance Gaming Center in Salt Lake City, Utah is a proud sponsor of the LARP Lounge. 
Ascendance Gaming offers top-of-the-line gaming PCs, VR stations, retro gaming consoles, and board games. Located at 583 Billings Road, Suite Number 5 in South Salt Lake, Utah. Mention this ad and get a free hour of PC game time. And I was like, what? And so, like, it, all this drama consumed, like, uh, started people um, uh, starting to question me. And, and uh, so, like, it created all this drama in game. And, like, for, for Boji, it sucked because then people were really suspicious of him because he was also the sheriff at the time. So, <laughs> um, it, 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 for Boji, it really sucked. But me as a player just thought it was the funniest damn thing that uh, this upholder of the law is now walking around for the rest. And it was a weekend that this happened on. So for, for the, the rest, rest of the event, I every time I got hurt in combat, um, uh, the, the role play effect was I was bleeding black like one of these Forsaken. Um, so I want to call that a favorite memory, but that's one that like... We always get other people to come in the game and they're offering drinks and Boji now has a strict policy. He will not drink from <laughs> from a bottle or any kind of drink offered to him by somebody he doesn't like know, you know? Or well, fully trust. Well and you'll always detect affliction now, like yeah, all well, the time. And that's the thing is it wasn't detectable by detect affliction. Wow. So Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Uh, Gaming Mama asks, is LARPing expensive? Uh, it's as expensive as you want it to be. Pretty, that's the best yeah, way to answer actually, it. Actually, that's a really good way to put it. Um, yeah. I, like, he started out super cheap. Like, he was talking about how his armor, you know, he had foam armor. He spent, like, ten bucks on his costume. And you I could go play. I wanted it to get better. Like, I wanted, I wanted my armor and my look and everything to improve. And just over time, I just slowly... Um, I started spending more money and uh, just building up my costume over time. The only expense that is kind of already predetermined would be events. Like Wednesday events for two skill points is ten dollars. For one skill point, it's six. Yeah, so and most people can. I but mean, even yeah. if you can't do that, um, our NPC rewards right now, and it's something that as staff we're actually reevaluating to make sure to see if we want to keep them where they're at or if we're going to change them at all. But right now, if you NPC, um, the event is free, obviously, because you're you're helping us out by running, helping run, helping it, run it, basically. Yeah, yeah. And um, and you also have a choice of getting double skill points. So instead of getting two skill points, you get four, um, or uh, you can get five dollars credit. So um, that's one way you can either build up. Uh, the credit that you need to be able to play for free or you can just build up the skill points you want so that when you bring your character in um, you have more skill points to start with but that's another good option for um, and a lot of people will NPC for a few events and then PC for a few events or they'll NPC a certain plot line that's one thing that I do I NPC for all of the Arbor Isles plot lines um, actually, there's another uh, plot line. The plot line with the demon baby is one that I'm exclusively NPCing for, um, and then I PC everything else. Um, me personally, I have been taking the skill points because I want to to build up uh, serve or whatever. And um, skill points are earned per player. 
Yeah, so the skill points, um, any skill points that you earn is goes to you as a, as a player, not to a specific character. So if you're playing, um, like if I'm playing Aziza, but I don't want to put any skill points on Aziza, I, as Candace, am earning the skill points, and I get to decide which of my characters I apply the skill points to, which is really nice. Super so, nice. I mean, basically, you could NPC enough so that it was free for uh, you know an event. You could NPC twice, and then the event is free. So, your yeah. co- I mean, and NPCing, they provide you with the costume. I know that was a question somebody asked me offline. They asked if you needed a costume. And I said, if you're NPCing, no, because they provide you with the costume because it usually varies... Or it doesn't usually. It varies per event. And even yeah. some events you'll wear one or two costumes. But they'll provide all of it to you. Right. So and the, the weekday events, uh, the NPC costumes are generally just a tabard. Weapons. Yep. Um, but the weekend events, the costumes can get a lot more involved. We do have quite a bit of costuming. Um, it's just cumbersome to bring every week to an event. Yeah. And so we usually stick to just tabards on the weekday events. Um. So, yeah, I mean, as far as the expense, it really, other than the events themselves. So, $5 worth of materials. If you if you wanted to just stick with something basic that works, $5 worth of materials. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes up from there if you want something that's fancier and latex. Yeah. Uh, as far as weapons go, as far as armor goes, it's, it's up to you how much money you want to put into it. And... Weekenders, I would say, is the most is the biggest expense, but it is three days. What are they? Sixty bucks? It's it's fifty dollars if you're paying for food. So it's thirty. Yeah, that's not bad. It's thirty dollars to uh, to attend the event, and then it's twenty dollars for food. That's basically four dollars per meal, which is really inexpensive for food. And we we do try really pretty hard to have good quality food there. Um, for everybody, my husband and I are currently that run the tavern. So, uh, Gaming Mama Utah also asks Do people often play multiple PCs at a time? I have not seen that very often. Most people tend to focus on one and they will have like a backup one that they play occasionally, occasionally but it's not very often. Like, I have not seen many people switch. Back and forth between characters, and they definitely don't like you to do it, it at an event. It's kind of frowned upon just because it creates a lot of confusion for people running events. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to, for the plot team to give you plot, give you your character storyline if um, you suddenly come in as a different character. Um, and they're like, oh, well, we have this thing planned or you know the character you were just here 10 minutes ago (laughs) right and now you're not that character anymore that that's rough yeah so So, yeah so i very rarely see it i don't think you guys have seen it so um the option is there but not a lot of people do it and as he said on weekenders specifically they kind of prefer that you don't if you are they do want you to tell them ahead of time and they want you to get pretty specific like Friday night, I'm going to play this character, and halfway through Saturday, and then at this time, I am switching. So that they don't run into those issues where they run a plot around your character who is now missing. Well, and signing up for events also helps let them know as well. And you do that on the website at mythicbooks.com, on our forums there is where we sign up for all events. Um, 
but yeah, so you, you're allowed to have three um, active PC characters at a time. Um, of course, you can't play all three of them at the same time, but you know, you can switch between up to three, and then you can have as many retired characters, of course, if you get to that point as you want, right? I decided to retire Lita, which I'm seriously considering, um, no. then that frees up a spot for me to make, you know, another character inside that three. Because right now I have Lita, Aziza, and then Kavi. Um, and I, I've only played Kavi uh, in-game. I played her at a fireside once, and then she plays exclusively um, the, uh, the Pale Dreams. So um, those aren't very often. They're like once every other month or something. Um, but yeah, so once I retire Lita, that'll open up a spot for me to make another third character if I want to. Yeah, like me and Nevitz, we have backup characters that are the Bromerai. But we haven't played them in over a year because... Well, so Jovi and Boji are like our main characters. It's, yeah. We put most of our focus into the game and the story and plot with these characters. The Bromerai, we literally just came up to be fun characters. Yeah, just kind of fun. But the other thing is, is that the continent that we usually play them on um, kind of had some plot that that lent itself more towards Boji and Joving needing to be there anyway. So we didn't end up getting to play them nearly as often as we wanted to either. So it kind of ended up that we haven't played them since like the August weekender of last year, I believe. So, yeah. I mean, it's been a while, so... Um, I like I like I mean I love Boji he's 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 my main man but uh, my other character is kind of nice to play because uh, he's kind of the opposite of what Boji is he's unarmored he doesn't have the big heavy weapons he's a he's a caster as well as a melee fighter so um, yeah I think a lot of people tend to do that I mean I definitely did that obviously with Aziza versus yeah. Lita yeah Lita's <laughs> armored shield and Ugly, yeah. nasty. <laughs> She's, um, you know, she doesn't care about men or anything except for get the job done and do the thing and da 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 da. Whereas Ziza is like, oh yeah, what are you doing, baby? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like all she cares about. So yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's it's a total role reversal actually. When I've played Ziza. Lita cares about one man, specifically. She does. You can't say that you don't, considering you were making out in the middle of the tavern okay. last weekend or so. <laughs> oh, man. I love grossing people out by making out while I'm undead. Oh. <sighs> so fun. No. Yeah. yeah Ziza um, made Lita jealous, though, because um, uh, Jayla told Lita about Aziza <laughs> and Aziza kissing on Zarn. Yeah. So Lita was like, when did we allow trash like that into town? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. No, like yeah, Aziza. Um, I had a, I had several people at, at at the weekender that I played Aziza tell me, oh my gosh, like holy crap, good job on the role play because this is so opposite of what you usually do. Like I would not have recognized you as a person because. Yeah, totally, totally different experience. All right, so Lone Star, he wasn't here, so he asks how I broke my wrist. Ah. So, I mean... There it, he was. 
Finish? You started? He was on his way to the village to save the orphans. This may differ, differ from my original version because I don't really remember it. <laughs> walking along the side of a river when suddenly he was snatched up by a great serpent. After battling with the serpent for many hours, he managed to walk away with just a minor fractured wrist. Yeah, that was pretty pretty close to the that's first time. That's pretty close. Good job. Um, so that's that's how that's how he happened. hurt himself. Really, I was fishing on a riverbank, and the riverbank gave way, and uh, I landed on my wrist with all my weight. So, and I even heard a pop, and I wondered. I was like, I'm hoping that's just the rocks. But now that I've gone to the doctor and had the X-rays, I know it wasn't just the rocks. So. Ouch. And I'm going to have to get a cast because this lets my wrist move too much. But I couldn't do a cast yet because it's too it swollen. Too swollen. It's way too yeah. swollen. Like when it happened, it was like a golf ball size. And that was like my first sign that something was very wrong. Yeah. Other than the pain. Oh my gosh, is that thunder? Yeah, it's yeah, thunder. thunder. It was windy when I went out uh, earlier to get my cape. Storm's so. mad. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what he always jokes. Storm was a, she's a retired character now, but. That was her thing. In fact, she works for the Thunder fa- the f- Thunder Father or what is it? the Storm Father? Storm Father. She works for the Storm Father, so it makes more sense too that that's why Storm is mad. So she's having an argument with Storm Father right now. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, there we go. I play one. I play two. I play three. Well, being self. There you go. Should be should be good, isn't it? Huzzah! No. <laughs> I wish. Nope, it's still broken. <laughs> That's how you use an item, by the way, which we didn't really discuss. There's different, there's applying, there drinking. is priming, there is drinking. Depends um, on the type of item. Depends on, yep. Right. So. If it's a salve, I mean, you, you apply it. If it's a potion, you drink it. Um, if it's if a it's, polish, uh, you apply it. You apply it as well. Um, if it's a stone, you sharpen. Because it's a mm-hmm. uh, you use something to sharpen stone. your weapon. Um, Arcane armor, you prime. Well, runes, you prime. Yeah, all runes, I guess that's true. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Youch is right, Lone Star. It hurt. It still hurts. In fact, I don't bring my pain medicine, so my it's wearing off. So it's starting to hurt, but that's okay. Uh, talk about the pickpocket. You were telling me about yesterday. Okay. So pickpocketing does exist in game. I'm not a hundred percent sure on the rules because I don't do it. But don't they have to role play picking it for the whole time, or can they just no. slide the toothpick nope. in and they're good? Or not toothpick, but the popsicle stick. No, no, no it's no, not it, a popsicle stick. It's a. Um, it uh, used to in. be a sticker. It used to be a little yellow sticker, and then when you wanted to pick somebody's pocket, it so it had to be a pouch. It had to be something physically that they can that they can pick from you. You can't just, like, put it on their knee and say you're picking their pocket. Right, you have to put it on the thing that you want to... uh, So my pouch is a nice big target because it's a really big um, uh, pouch. I I thought it was a popsicle stick that you had to slide into the pouch. No, it's a a clothespin that you have to clip onto it. Yeah. Okay. So it used to be a sticker, now it's a clothespin that you just... You have to clip onto the pouch... And um, so the rule is you clip it onto their pouch and then you go get a marshal 
and the marshal comes, and if they haven't discovered the clothespin by the time the marshal gets there, then the marshal gets to basically choose what you got out of their pouch. So they never know that it was you that took it, because the marshal's the one that's actually coming and taking the thing, right? But you do now know that you got pickpocketed. See, I had at Winterfest, I thought I got pickpocketed. Because we were at Winterfest, and one of the new characters that comes from Alliance, I believe, he was oh, yeah. he was dressed in like all black, and yeah, he had the from, black eyeballs and everything, yeah, and like Alliance. he literally walks up and like bumps into me, and it's like, oh, so sorry, so sorry, and I was like, as soon as he walked away, I'm like, is there like I was asking people, you know, but like we were on a hold anyway, so he shouldn't have technically done anything, but I was just like, just in case. I was asking, you know, because that's all it would have taken is he could have bumped into me and put it on there and that would have counted. And so like I, because I didn't know who he was either. He's a brand new character in town. Yeah. That actually reminds me of one of my other like good memories is, um, we had a new, he was playing an NPC at that point in time. He was accusing people that we very well trust from our town, having waylaid him on the road and stole his stuff. Now, and as a deputy, I had to take care of this problem. Um, I had to, because the sheriff wasn't there yet, so I had to go to the leaders of the guilds at that point in time, and eventually the sheriff showed up, and I had one job specifically to guard the door so that this guy couldn't make a run for it. Well, needless to say, his lie unraveled, and he ended up, he was given many options to just leave, and he chose to stay and fight, and we executed him. But he had like three options or three attempts before we executed him. So his death was on him at that point in time. Gaming Mama says with pickpocketing, for example, if I see a clothespin on someone else, am I allowed to bring that to their attention or do they have to discover it on their own? Yeah, you're allowed to bring it to their attention. So you, okay. And that represents your character seeing somebody attempting to pick your pocket and bring it out. Yeah, and so and that brings up another point about like stealing in game in general. You're not allowed to keep somebody's physical item, their fizz wrap, um, for longer than what is it, five minutes? I think. I think so. So because we don't want any like out of game stealing to happen, right? Like these things cost you know between fifty and two hundred dollars, right? Um, somebody doesn't want that to just go missing because somebody decided to steal it in game so if you steal something in game um you take it to a marshal if you don't want the person to know that you're the one that stole it right you take it to a marshal and you say i stole this item from that person and the marshal will return their their physical representation item back to them um for you if you ever um actually steal somebody's uh uh rep um, and you don't give it back to them, you're stealing, like, out of game. You are stealing. <laughs> and and we don't we don't allow that. And um, charges will be pressed. If and, like, for them. example, on Weekenders, you're supposed to put, like, an orange headband on stuff that's not in-game. Yeah, so, like, my shape. clothes and stuff. But, but that also means that you're not supposed to put your in-game items in there to hide them. That that's kind of part of the honor code of cheating. Is so like I can put on my like on all of my clothes and my you know deodorant and where my ring is, I can just put a thing on there, and that means they don't touch that at all. And so that's another way of making sure that stuff like that doesn't happen. So what yeah. I do is like my personal items and things that are not considered in game, 
Um, I keep them all in one bag and uh, keep an orange uh, a headband of just draped over the top. Um, it's kind of assumed that anything that is out in the open is considered in-game. Yep. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense, like, if you have a toothbrush to wrap a, <laughs> and have a game headband around it. But So, like, even mundane things like a bag of chips um, would technically be an in-game item that can be taken. That can be poisoned. Yep. Yeah. Poisoned. Yeah, so um, also, if you break into somebody's house whether that's by getting through their locks or if their door is open or whatever, you have to have a marshal with you. You can never go into somebody's structure, by their yourself. tent, whatever, by yourself. Um, you have to have a marshal with you that's watching everything that's happening, that helps, you know, make sure that, that nothing that's not supposed to be moved, you know, stuff like Keeps that. Keeps the game fair. Keeps everybody safe. But so. to be honest, this doesn't happen very often. No, we don't. We don't have a lot of people. A lot of people steal. don't want to play that way. Yeah, we don't have a lot of people that break in. Like I, I've, I've never had anybody try and get into my stuff before, like ever. And I almost never locked. In fact, the first time I've had someone where they picked anything was on this last weekender. It was Tarquin's structure. They were trying to get in to repair it because that's when we were being assaulted, and it they were not down. able to get in. Yeah, it was burning down, and they weren't able to get in because he had all sorts of locks and traps on his building, and um, and he wasn't around, and so his building burned down. It did burn down because they couldn't get in. Like they spent, he had so many different traps on his lock that after like the first two or three, they just said screw it and they let his house burn down. So that was like the first time anyone ever tried to, and it was for a beneficial reason. Yeah. And even then, they ended up not doing it. So. Um, what we do have a lot of people steal from party treasure though. Oh yeah, yeah. that's different. That's, that's a, different. That's a part of game though. Yep, yep. that's just totally happens. a part of game. Uh, Gaming Mama Utah asks, "What is the general marshal to PC ratio?" I would say three or four marshals to the entire group. Uh, on a weekender, yeah, it's one or two on a but, on a weekday. But the thing is, is that even if they're playing a PC, you can go get them and they can marshal it. Yeah. So it's or not if like they're not available. You just have to wait. Yep, you have it, to wait. It, the the in game uh, play for that is if you go to get a marshal to um, go, um, you know, steal from somebody's uh, building, and the, there's no marshals available, it's that. Oh, well, you just realized that right now probably wouldn't be the best time. You'd probably get caught if you went right now, so you're just not going to, right? Like, that's how we in-game roleplay that. Or sometimes, like, uh, if a specific thing happens, like uh, a, somebody kind of comes across a treasure chest and it opens, and some kind of effect takes place, but it requires a marshal to be there, the effect is basically just... Uh, uh, on hold. On hold until <laughs> that marshal gets there. So, right. there's a lot of times where people who are PCing are aware of what the marshal call would be, and they would just call it at that point in time. Yeah. So we've got a. Uh, so our our game is is more of a community than like a business. So actually, we have a lot of our player base are on staff. Um, several of them are part of the plot team. Um, and have the ability to make calls, even if they're not technically marshalling for that yeah. specific thing. It comes down to trust too. You know, yeah. People who've 
people who have been playing for a long period of time and know know the, the rules that would normally be called on them, uh, something that a marshal would be required for, uh, uh, yeah, you, you know that person is knowledgeable, then it comes down to trust on that. Very community-focused game, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's, it's more about getting together with friends and having fun than it is about strictly following rules. So, I mean, yes, we want to stay as close to the rules as we can, but um, it's really like we're all like grown-ups dressing up and playing pretend, guys. <laughs> well, and and well, and part of it is too is that they don't want to interrupt the the gameplay or the story to hash it out. Like over the weekend, or there was a rule where they're like, we could fight in structures, which is normally not a rule. And then someone came through and was like, no, that's not a rule. Like you can't find structures. And they started hashing it out. And then they were like, nope, let's do this after this battle. We'll hash it out between us personally because this is clearly a miscommunication. But as far as right now, let's just do this battle. And at the time, combat had started in the tavern. Yeah. Where combat's not... Well, they had told allowed. us to get out of the and tavern. After, after, they're like, well, let's just put this this debate on hold. Yeah. And then they just, like, everybody move 20 feet out of the tavern yeah. and then commence combat. And uh, so, yeah, exactly. They didn't want to stop game so that they could figure this out. So yeah. we ended up... I mean, there was a reason we were supposed to be able to fight in structures... Because they knew that it was going to be like overly powerful fight, but yeah. somewhere miscommunication happened. But they they dealt with it later, and honestly, it's I think good. that was the best way to happen. It did not have an effect on game. Everybody, you know, yeah, everybody survived that yeah. fight. Yeah. Well, no, five people died. No, no, that was the that second. Was the one. Second, that was, oh, that was the second. second one. That was the second one where we actually did fight in a structure. So more people died when we were cornered than when we were out in the open. What? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make because, any sense. Well, it makes well because people rushed out of the structure or didn't make it to the structure, yeah, like your case. That, everyone that didn't get into the structure with everybody else died. They got surrounded. They got surrounded and they, died. Nobody could get to them in time to heal them. Yeah, that was the that was. The you problem. did luck out. That's just My because you bleed and die forever in. because of me. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hey, you only had thirty seconds and one minute to my overall, but it does help. It does help. Yep, every second. I am not looking yes. forward to the repercussions of Sabella's death. Oh no, yeah. Uh, For multiple reasons. She was she was our town's primary healer. She was, but I'm a warden and I didn't have her bonded. And I've already been warned that I might get a talking to by Sonya. <laughs> but the thing is is that I did I did have her bonded for a short period of time. And then she no longer wanted me to bond her, so... At that point, that's her decision. Yeah. Exactly, she so... Be, be on I know, but I still don't want to have that conversation at all. You don't want to have that conversation with Sonia? No. What? I can't imagine why. <laughs> do you, do you need Boji there to help no. you? Sonia's scary. Sonia's way scary. She will, she'll be on the... She, at some point, she will be on the stream, but she will not be on as Sonia. Oh. fun to have her. Alright, what's next? I don't know that we have a whole lot more. We've talked about everything I kind of wanted to talk about other than just 
Rand- the trade. We've kind of gone over. Other than just random stories at this point in time, there's not a whole lot left. So Aziza hasn't done much, but what is? And you already kind of talked about your thing with Bradshaw. Is that your favorite Aziza moment <laughs> so far? Your or? Moment with oh her so gosh. far. Huh? Yeah, so that was definitely my defining moment. For those of you who weren't tuned in last week to hear about that, there was a bear involved. There was a bear involved. So okay, so <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Nobody, nobody needs to know any details. Okay, so um. Aziza is a flirt, right? She doesn't care about money so long as she can convince somebody else to pay for her, right? She's like, you, you don't need to give me money. You just need to pay for all my things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she flirts with everybody. Pirates especially are her big thing. Um, and I'd been flirting with a bunch of people all weekend. And then Saturday night, um, one, of our, one of our players has a character who is a captain and she uh, is always trying to sleep with everything her character is and so she saw that I was playing this character and she's like oh my gosh I've got to bring I've got to bring Bradshaw in and so she brings Bradshaw in and Bradshaw like stays around town and you know tries to flirt with this thing and get in bed with that person and you know like nothing's really working in her favor she eventually comes up to the um, the Black Widow which is the gambling hall where all the pirates set up. Um, and, uh, and I'm up there just sitting as, as sitting on Frack's lap, watching him play poker. And, um, and Bradshaw walks in and I'm like, ooh. And she's like, hey, I'm Captain Bradshaw. You've heard of me, right? And I'm like, oh, yes, I have, actually. <laughs> Many people have mentioned you to me. She's like, let's go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And just got up and, and went with her and, and we walked uh, out of the building and then she's like, out of game, I'm a very happily married woman and I am really tired and I'm going to bed, but you can role play this however you want. Just know that at some <laughs> point, there's a bear involved. <laughs> there's a bear involved. That's, uh, that's it what was, it comes down to. It was so awesome. I, I, had, I had a good time with it and so now there's lots of um, stories going around about Aziza and Bradshaw and bears. And apparently this bear thing is a common theme with Bradshaw. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a pet or what, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, I spent the entire, not the entire, most of the weekender completely drunk off my gourd uh, in, in the, the Black Widow in the gambling hall. <laughs> That's where I spent most of so my time. So Gaming Mama asks, are there in-game crafters or shop Shopkeeps, and if so, how is money dealt with? Uh, yes, there is in-game crafters, and like for example, this recent weekend, I had my armor matched, like created magically by an in-game crafter known as who's uh, also a PC. Yeah, who's a PC. So I actually, there are. It's kind of there's kind of a predetermined structure for how things cost. Um, and he told me prior to, he's like, this is how much it's going to cost. If you agree on this, then we will make the item. And so we agreed on, you know, a predetermined cost and he made the item. He actually came in game and was like, oh, I did this instead. I actually added to it, but I know you didn't have money for that. So you can pay me for that later. Because he knew it was something that I had wanted to do. And so he just decided to just go ahead and do it now as opposed to doing it later. So he didn't make me pay for that because it wasn't part of our prearranged agreement. And then at some point over the weekend, I did have to meet with him and I paid him. 
So far, every person and when I bought my weapon, it was the same thing. We did. We discussed what I wanted on it. We came up with a cost. He told me this is how much it would be. Do I agree? Yes. Done. So far, every person when I go to pay them has not counted my coin because unfortunately, I don't have gold coins. I have small currency. So, so they just take it. They just took it and they took it on my word. I don't know that they're like that with everybody. I don't know, but that there. So there are in-game shopkeeps. Tarquin, for example, owns Merchants. Merchant. He actually has the TNT Merchant Tile store where it's Tarquin and Tenemin. Tenemin. Well, he's no longer partnered with Tenemin, but he yeah. kept the name. He kept the name. But so there are in-game. Yeah, you can buy from other players, or you can, like we talked about earlier, you can buy from the in-game non-player shop, which is the CMA. Or you can make your own stuff. Or you can make if your own stuff. If you're willing to invest the skill points to become an artificer, you can craft your own weapons, your own and your own magic weapons, your own magic armor, your own magic items. It's just, if you are willing to, uh, to have your character invest that much into it. And it's expensive. Yeah, and there is, um, she's asking if there's in-game currency. It's not actual money. So, yeah, you must not have been here earlier. Um, at the beginning of the show, we showed the different coin that we use. Yeah, we have an in-game currency system that they have completely worked out, and we have physical representations for all of that. Yeah, that was the first um, thing we covered. Um, yeah. We can go over it again, though, because we have some new people here. Sand's like, fine. So, uh, we'll start with the lowest denominator, which is our copper coins. Um, and that's pretty much it. They're the cheapest. They're the lowest amount. Everything is based off of them, though. Like, So, for example, when I'm buying an item, they'll be like, this is 210 copper pieces. And then I'm like, I hate math. Tell me how many gold pieces and that is. So, it's 20 to 1. That's yeah. something actually we didn't bring up. Which, we did. Uh, we, oh, did we? I think yeah. it was mentioned. It oh, was okay. briefly mentioned, but okay. it's 20. So 20 copper pieces to one silver piece, 20 silver pieces to one gold piece. So when someone's like, 220 copper pieces, I'm like, I hate math. You tell me how many gold pieces that is or how many silver, silver pieces that <laughs> is. Yeah, like, so uh, next we it's have technically I, small gems would be next, I guess you could yeah. say. These are two copper a piece. They just come in various colors. There's a lot of them. In fact, there are certain people that will collect just one color of them. Melastraza collects black gems. And Banner. Banner prefers green. And Banner prefers green because it's dragons. Yeah, so. like so I paid him for my my helm. It is a gladiator's helm. It's magical. Um, so I paid him with a bunch of gems, and he's like, "All right, I'll go ahead and accept the payment." But you know, Boji, I'm disappointed. There's a very very small amount of green gems <laughs> in this payment you're giving me. <laughs> That's funny. He would too. Like totally would. But uh, next, I would say is actually Palinthars. We we got this. So out of, so here here's why you've heard it. Or Palins, I pa guess. So most people call them Palins. Some people call them Paladins, but that's just because. That's what I thought they were. So they're called originally. They're called Palinthars. That's where the P comes from. Uh, Mythic Realms actually bought these coins off of another event, another LARP that went under. They had had all these coins minted, um, and they were Palinthar was the name of their LARP. Mm. Um, and that's where that name comes from, but we've changed yeah. it to Palin um, to be 
you know, what we call it for our game. And the reason there's a P on it. <laughs> uh, see, that's a nine, though. See, yeah. The more you know. But those, the 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 number on them represents how many current, how many copper pieces they represent. So the five represents five copper pieces. The one represents one. There used to be hundreds running around, but they took those out because they look exactly the same on the flip side, and so people were getting, getting like, them confused. or they would throw them in potentially just to screw somebody over. They're like, oh, you owe me all this change. No, you don't. Yeah, look, there's a hundred in there. Oh well. Right. So they, you know, so then next would be the regular gems, which are these, because these are 10 copper pieces each. So two of those is one silver, which I like. I paid banner with a lot of these. <laughs> uh, then next you have your actual silver pieces, which are 20 copper pieces. Kind of like quarters. They do look a lot like quarters, and they're almost the same size. The dime is just there to show you uh, comparison. And then finally, we have gold. Well, not finally, because we have one final one, but we have gold pieces. And those that's the biggest reason I have the dime there, so that you can see how small they are. And I don't think gold pieces, do they have them in Rome and all that? No. So they're, they're only Falcon Crest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't think they minted any. Yeah, so, and then finally we have Dragon Gold. And as we discussed earlier, Dragon Gold is very unique because it doesn't have a set stat ratio of how much it equals. It can be anywhere from like 5 to 25 regular gold. Yeah, it just, it fluctuates, it just depends on various different things, so. But if you tilt it up a little bit, catch the light. Still focusing on us, but you can see it though. Yeah, it's fine. It just likes us more. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so you guys—they can see it. That's pretty good, I would say. So, and then the back just has the standard cross swords like we have on some of the other ones that you saw. So, yeah. um, so yeah. So there is an oh in-game currency system that they keep track of. Crow has. Oh, I know. He's... Crow is Crow, rich. Crow retired with, he retired with a handful of these. Dragon gold? Yeah. yeah. I feel lucky to have my one. So the last accessory, all right, unless we come up with another one or think of another one, is this book. A lot uh, of people uh, have these books. Write stuff in. Um... People will keep track of all kinds of things. Um, I use mine to keep track of. So if someone tells me something in-game that I find important, I'll write it in my book because I'm going to forget. <laughs> so fun fact, I started out playing Boji as illiterate. Yeah. He couldn't read or write. And over time, he slowly was taught how to read or write by his brother. Like... Zyra uses hers to keep track of like who goes on an event so that she can pay them, but she does use it to keep track of uh, everything. She's like a thing. keeper. Yeah. yeah. She's the lore keeper. She writes a summary of what we did that event. She writes Which down is so who useful. Is it's super yeah. useful. Yeah. It's That's so the reason nice. I bonded her is because I was like, you actually keep the, you are the town's newspaper and we need you. <laughs> yes. So she knows everything. 
And then the other thing I write in mine is people's names because once I write it down, I tend to remember it better. A lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah. so it's only it's just because it's it's a memorization thing. Once I write it down, I remember it better. Gaming Mama Utah asks: So, do different events use different currencies? You were saying gold is only used with Falcon Crest. So those are different countries. So Falcon Crest right now is currently the only country that mints gold pieces. So. Do different events use different currencies? No, they don't. Because they're all set in the same world and the same setting. Uh, that's, well... And currencies are interchangeable between countries. There's no limitation. There was... So the gems actually came from Resport. And Resport was an event where specifically gems were the only thing used there. So there have been events that had their own currency, but they have since been accepted because Resport took so long... They have been since been accepted into the overworld's currency system, but they were specific to Resport for a while. Um, Resport's like a side story. It, yeah, it, it took place in a in a, a part of the world that was disconnected from it, kind of not like in a different dimension, but like uh, like a like a floating. It was a floating island, I believe. In special events, they had they were called Resport events. One event a month was put aside. Specifically, to take place in Resport. Resport, that whole story arc that ended, and then uh, what the Ar- Arbor Isle yeah, uh, kind of started the after the Ghost Walker, as they called the Ghost Walker um, storyline, started. That one splashed into the actual world recently. Yeah. Which I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. It was just bad timing. Yeah. It was a cool concept. It was just the timing on it was really bad. So I mean, I, I personally, as a player, felt like it should have been reserved for like a, a Wednesday event. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but it was cool, though, because they actually had... So we were getting... What he's referring to is our town was getting assaulted literally by like catapults that were shooting like... Giant rocks at our houses. No, it was and, catapults. Well, they technically had, it was treants, but we didn't know that. Rocks at us. But they actually <laughs> had like a sound clip of an incoming giant like <laughs> missile. <laughs> yeah, of a giant projectile, and it was and like for me, I actually stayed in town the second time around, and he would use it to identify where the projectiles were coming. So they weren't always hitting a building. So he would like stand in the middle of the road and play the clip. And so I'm literally sitting in town while it's getting bombarded. And it actually added a lot of intensity to the situation. It wasn't just like he wasn't just walking up and taking hit points off of buildings. Like he was playing the clip and every time it went off, you would freeze. Because you wanted to hear what happened. Like it actually added a ton so, of intensity so structures to structures are expensive. They require money for your character to actually produce, upkeep. to build, and upkeep. So that was an intense part of the of the, the weekender because we had there was at risk of our structures being destroyed by this on this and assault. And this is the so first time that Mythic's anything ever done has that. ever done anything like that. This is actually a really good question, Gaming Mama, and I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, not that there are, any of them have been bad, but this is this is a really good one. So Gaming Mama Utah asks: When you create a new PC. Are you given a certain amount of starting coins, or do you have to purchase coins with dollars? You are given a starting character 20 wealth, copper. twenty copper. Yeah. 
you can use mythic. So if you ever NPC, you earn mythic points. You can buy copper with mythic points. I you believe it's a one-to-one ratio. Right. You cannot buy coin with real currency. Yeah. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. Because they don't want your out-of-game wealth to affect your in-game wealth. And it could also horribly screw, skew the economy. Yeah. So. Yeah, all characters start out with 20 skill points and 20 copper. Which is one silver, but yeah, you generally given in copper. But then you earn more by adventuring, yep, or stealing oh. terribly, like the uh, cat, the Parthens that got oh. caught every single hilarious. time they tried. I, I I gotta give them props. Their role play is something. Their role play oh, was okay. some of the best that so I've good. ever seen. That's true. Like I will, and they were super good sports about it. Like, to the point where they were told that if they didn't pay off their fine, they were going to be executed. And the following weekender, they actually posted, before it happened, they posted on our boards. They're like, if any of you guys want to see an execution, just let us know and we will play our, we will play our Parthen Cats. And just the fact that they were so just... We're just so willing to let that happen just shows they were such good sports about the whole... In fact... They even made a play about it. Is that what you were going to talk uh, about? I was going to share something uh, less less uh, uh, elaborate, but something that still stuck with me and thought I thought was the funniest thing to watch. So the the, the two the two players that play these Parthens we're talking about, they only play on weekenders. It's a it's a rare thing. Um, so we we were coming back into town after some kind of adventure, and the two Parthens were like halfway through town. And they're both standing behind trees on the opposite side of the road, and they're just observing us, kind of like how a cat would uh, watch something from from behind uh-huh. a, a tree or something. And so they're just watching us intently. And so, uh, as part of their costume, Parthens have tails, so they have these big, bushy, long cat-like tails. And like they're they're both leaning there, and they're partially covered by the tree, and they're watching us as we're walking up. And uh, I. Um, so I can't see where the other hand is, but they both had their hands on their tails, and they were just swaying them back and forth, like you would see a cat watching something, you know, like a out of curiosity. So I come across these two parthens partially hidden behind trees. Their tails are just out from the other side of the tree, just watching us, and it, I just. I had to stop and go, man, these guys are really into their characters. That was such a fun... So Parthens are cat folk. Cat people. So, uh, Gaming Mama Utah asks, are there non-combat PCs? Not really. Not not really, but I know there are some that are interested in coming in. There's pages... Yeah, so basically, um, if you don't want to be involved in combat, you have to wear a a sash that says page on it, and that means that you don't want anyone hitting you. Now, people will still approach you in combat, and they'll hit the ground in front of you, um, and if they hit the ground in front of you, you just go down immediately. That's how you have to pay if you don't want to combat. But the the easier thing that a lot of people do is they'll play a healer role instead of someone that actually is physically involved in the in the fighting they'll play the support characters but they're still technically involved in combat they can still be going to get hit by weapons yeah they're still going to get like i think wakeful 
I don't think she has any offensive abilities whatsoever. So she's 100% support. She has a staff. She never uses it to fight. But she's still technically in combat and can still get taken down. So they can still come up to her and hit her with weapons and everything like that. But she's technically non-combative. So she's still in combat, but she's not. She personally is not participating in the offensive side of it. So right. she just I helps g- heal. And yeah. So I mean, as far as that goes, there are people that do not fight. That is an option. In fact, there's an NPC who belongs to an order of pacifists. That Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. But you technically could you could come in and say that you're a member of that order and never fight, and that would that would fly. I mean, you don't yeah. even have to say you're a member of the order. So there as, are as far as like physically, it's kind of hard to avoid. Not like when combat ensues, <laughs> you're there. So. Yeah. I don't know how So you, you can you can like hire people in game to protect you if you don't want to fight. Um like Tarquin um will if combat starts, he'll phase with you. So you and him stand there with your arms crossed um and you're phased and nobody can hit you while um while you're phased. Unless they hit you with a negate magic. Right, unless they bring you out of Yeah, phase is an ability that makes you immune to damage for a short time. Which I can do with one bond. But you cannot uh, interact with the world while you're faced. So, I mean, in essence, there are non-combat PCs, but they're still involved in combat. Right. You're not going to completely avoid combat. Yeah, and I don't think they allow you to page over a certain age. I don't know. I've never really... No, you can. I've never really... Yeah, I've never really... I know, like, like if, if you're injured or, you know, whatever else. I know Deb paged for a little while, and if yeah, you she had page... Her... You can still be involved in combat, but you can only throw spell packets. You can't swing a weapon. That's what you should do. I probably won't this week because it still hurts. We'll see how it feels on Wednesday. Um, I don't want to do anything to risk it, so we'll see how I feel on Wednesday. I I might do that. That's a good idea. I I might have to do that. I I, I didn't think about that either, so thank you for that, Gaming Mama. You just (laughs) made me realize a way that I could still possibly play, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can page at any age. Um, if you're under twelve, I think you have to page. Yeah, I think. Well, they're kind of lenient the, yeah, on that lately. Lenient. They're lenient on that. Um, but you have to sign some waivers and stuff, I believe. Yeah, but, so everybody has to sign a waiver. And it kind of depends. But on your the parent kid. has to. It be does there. depend on the kid. Some kids are there. Are some more mature. young kids that are yeah, they're mature enough to handle the combat and the the uh, the situations. Um, and then I've had other kids that are wanting to take part in combat, but they're so small that I've bumped and like knocked them over because they're out of my line of sight, you know? So there's no age minimum. Yeah. Um, if you're under 13, you have to be there with a legal guardian. So yeah, so that's the, uh, guidelines. Yeah, gaming like, mama. We, we have a lot of, of our players who have little babies that they bring with them. Um, and now their little babies can't be involved in combat, but, you know, they're there in town or around, whatever. It's usually heroes adopting children. Right. It's usually the story. Yeah, they that's the story. Found an orphan or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, that was gaming mama's question was, is there, was there an age minimum? Lone Star says, how many combat skills can you use? If I'm talented at sword fighting, can I, does that say parry? 
I can't read it. It says party, but I think it's supposed to say parry. Oh, can I parry and whatnot to avoid taking damage? Yes, you can. Those are based on when you create your character and based on your character sheet, which we talked a little bit about last week. So, for example, I have, like, level 3 of parry. Or, no, I have level 6 because that grants me 2 per battle and 1 bonus one. So, twice per battle, I can say parry. And if you hit me with something with a swing then I did not take the damage from that. Right, but if you actually can physically parry the sword... Yeah, if you physically... Then you don't have to use, like, uh, in-game abilities. Yeah, you, you can just... If you're a really good sword fighter, you're just going to not get hit as often. Like, that's... And yeah. That's, kudos if, to if you're you. skilled enough to block all the attacks people are swinging at you, then that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but these skills are kind of there to represent the fact that not all of us are skilled fighters right. because we don't do this 24-7. Right. So that's what those are there for. Like, there's an, there's another ability called Evade, which is used on Throne spells. Throne no, or Dodge. Throne or... Dodge is used on Throne. Yeah, Dodge is Throne. Evade is used on both. Yeah, Evade throne can be used on both. So, throne and melee. Um, but you can earn more as you level up. So, yep. yeah, if you're actually good at parrying, you can parry, then, yeah, you're okay to parry. Like, there's all the times I'll block an attack with my shield or my sword, and I didn't take that damage. There are some attacks so. that go through parries and blocks, right. but that's a, that's a whole different yeah. thing. Like, force, pierce. Yeah, pierce specifically. Like, if you get hit with pierce, even if you blocked it, it ignores your block and you take the damage. Spells and even and even the skill parry would not block that. Yeah, spells go through shields and weapons and armor. So for example, my huge shield, when someone's throwing spells, I am a I have a big target on my back. Yeah. So or um, your Yeah, so but if you're skilled enough to block the attack and you block the attack, you do not take the damage. So and that's, I mean, there's a lot of that. I mean, but that's what the skills are there for is for that one occasion where you're like, crap, they got me. Parry. I don't take the damage after all. Ha ha. Yep, yep. There's a, it's interesting that, uh, like, physical, like, player skill and then your character skill can be actually separate. Um, I, like, out of the game, I'm, I'm pretty good at sword combat. Even though my character wields a big hammer, which is very clumsy, um, but uh, when I started LARPing, uh, there's LARPing combat's different from real swordsmanship in the fact that uh, if you are if you're fighting somebody with a sword or whatever, there's a uh, there's different parts of the body you can go for that you couldn't go for in a LARP. Also, um, um. If I was realistically wielding a big hammer, I'm going to be throwing my entire body weight into that sucker. I'm going to be using every part of my body as a weapon. So, like, I found that uh, even though I'm skilled out of game at certain types of combat, I couldn't utilize everything I know in a LARP combat because it's it's kind of a fake form of uh, melee combat. Right. Very fake fighting. Like, you're not allowed to hit hands. You're not allowed to hit the face, uh, groin. neck, groin. Um, so yeah, basically torso down minus the groin. <laughs> and like everything you fight as far as monsters is dual wielding. Not 
most of them. Most. 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 Like scorpions will have 99. one. 99.9% of what most. we fight. That's true. Is most. A lot of things dual wield. That is very true. That. No, that's true. It is true. In fact, it's rare to see something that doesn't dual wield. But the reason they're dual wielding is because most of them have claws. And I have claws on both hands, so therefore I'm dual wielding. Out of game, like, dual wielding is very impractical. There's not a lot of sword styles that actually. Yeah. Um, Nevitz is it, not a fan. No, it, but anyway, I, I won't go into that. What is that. Does that say help? Oh, if you want to see all the commands, you type in exclamation mark commands, Lone Star. If that's what you're trying to do. Probably. I don't know. All right. What else? So, I was laughing. I want to talk about this one specifically. Because we were talking about kids and how they're involved. So, uh, you're one... Uh, I think he plays Mort. Uh-huh. So... He all the time goes off by himself, and I'm always like, dude, you're going to get yourself killed. He's like, no, I'm faster than them. <laughs> and there was an event where that actually did work. So I'm sitting in the tavern just minding my own business, and there's stuff fighting in town. And most of the town is fighting it with them, but they've kind of broken off into two groups. Well, I see half the group, and Mort's involved in half this group, go through the tents. And I can hear fighting happening. And then all of a sudden I see Mort come booking it through the tents, screaming at the top of his lungs, Help! 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 And sure enough, he was out, all of the rest of the party that he was with had been taken out. And he was literally outrunning the NPCs, and the other group was done with their fight, and they came in to help them out. But it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I was like, well, he's right. He can outrun the NPCs. <laughs> so sure enough, he survived, and he ended up saving all of those guys because they were all down and bleeding. Just because he was able to Just run because ahead, he was young and fast and was able to run ahead. But it was probably the funniest thing because I thought everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, I, I mean, <laughs> he came out of there like a bullet. And I was like, wow, man. <laughs> but it was I was in the tavern just laughing so hard, man, because he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. Ah! <laughs> So it just, awesome. it just, that's one of my favorite moments now that I think about it because it was just <laughs> so funny. But, awesome. and there's nothing that says that you have to be involved in every combat and you don't always have to be role playing. Like one weekend, or I brought up a game and I was playing it with the kids and I had fun. Yeah. A lot of times um, at the weekenders, we get more kids at the weekenders than we do um, at the weekday events. Because it's easier for them to just hang around the tavern while, you know, a group of us go out and fight or whatever. Um, and, and oftentimes, whoever's running the tavern or whatever other adult is staying in town is like, yeah, I'll just keep an eye on So you see a lot more kids on, on the weekenders. Um, but yeah, oftentimes we'll, they'll do like card games or, you know, small board games or whatever in the tavern to keep them occupied if they want. And man... They like to gamble. Even that little game I was playing that was super simple, they're like, no, we must gamble on this. I will bet a copper that I will win. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we're just having a fun game. And they're like, no, it is not a friendly game. We are betting on this. Well, he's doing, uh, that's the bot, and he's doing different commands. So he's, he's seeing how much dragon gold and everything like that. And so... Uh, yeah, I was just going to explain how much currency you get, but uh, yeah, you get 10 dragon gold every 10 minutes, I believe, so it's basically one a minute, 
But if you conversate during there, you gain a bonus 20. So you can gain 30 every 10 minutes, assuming you talk during that time. So it's kind of an incentive to get people to talk in chat. So you can lurk and get Dragon Gold, but you can get more Dragon Gold by talking. And you can use Dragon Gold for um, when I have it, like requesting songs and, and doing boss battles and stuff like that. Boss battles are kind of fun because it's a text battle that you actually have with a boss. But oh, that's yeah, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Gaming Mama, as Nevid starts watching on his phone. No, that's what he was. I knew that's what he was doing. Was showing off how much dragon gold he has because he has a ton and he Holy has watched cow. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he had to show off. He had to show off. Lone Star backs into the shadow slowly until even the whites of their eyes have vanished from view. He's lurking. He's just, I think he's just testing different things out. But That's awesome. So. That's pretty cool. Well, any other stories anybody wants to share specifically? Okay. Feels like we've we've kind of covered everything we want. Does anybody have any further questions that they want to ask? It's been a good time. Is there an official website for your LARP group? Yes. Hold on, we will pull it up and put the link within mythicrealms.com. Mythic spoilers. That was funny. And there are forums on there that are in-game and out-of-game, so you can go in and ask questions about it. And, uh, um, yes, sorry, you're fine, Lone Star. You don't have to apologize. I know you were having fun with different stuff. So do you have another question I'm guessing that means? I don't know why we didn't put up the Mythic Realms earlier. We should have. We've been talking about it, like, this whole time. But Yeah, yeah we got to talk about Ascendance Gaming letting us stream here and being our sponsor. Yeah, so. they've been really great. I would not be able to do this at my house. It's just the space is just not conducive to it. So they have let us use their land center. So you, if you ever want, you can just come here and play video games on the computer. They have VR. They have three ultra computers so that you can play WoW Classic with the ultra graphics. I don't know why you would, but you can. <laughs> But they have been really awesome, accommodating us, opening early. Like, they aren't even technically open, but they've been letting us do this year. So, they have been fantastic. Gaming Mama, uptime. The stream has been active for two hours and 57 minutes. Yeah, we're, we're going to hit that three-hour mark again. So, <laughs> but that's fine. That's how... But... So... So, what should be discussed in the next... The next episode is... I will have... Crow, who just recently retired, so we are going to discuss character retirement and what it involves and and how that all works because he literally just going through the process. So um, yeah, so we're gonna talk to him and he was sheriff most recent, so we're probably gonna have some stories about him. Being, he wasn't sheriff for very long though, considering it was about a year. As long as Boji. <laughs> yeah, about a year. So we'll see. Maybe I can get him to tell me who he, he recommended for new sheriff. Yeah, I'll definitely have to listen. I don't. No, I, we're, we're becoming a lawless, a lawless uh, adventure time now. He, he was doing a lot of things, though, that I really appreciated as sheriff, actually. So 
I was his deputy, I was Boji's deputy, and Sir Morrowind was the sheriff before them, and I was her deputy as well, so I have been deputy for every single sheriff that we have had while I've been playing, so I always joke that well, always a deputy and never a sheriff. You know, they so say always a bridesmaid and so never dark. a bride. Oh my gosh. So I, ha- I have a feeling of who it will be. I don't want it to be me. I've even brought that up to the lord of the land who chooses that. I actually told him specifically. You don't want There's no, you I have don't, a choice. He can't force you. I know. He can't force me, but I already told him. I'm like, don't even think of me being this is why. But anyway, we'll and talk. And I'm not coming out of. My retirement. Be sheriff again. Nope. Yeah. No, thank you. So, but yeah, so next week we will have Crothus Quince is his full name. So, Crow, the barbarian rager sheriff, who will be talking about retirement and his various fun things. So, tune in. And the podcast for anyone who wants to listen to this will be up. Uh, we'll try to get them up on Wednesdays. Available on Anchor. We're currently trying to get at. Uh, the app store the the apple app store we're waiting on that and uh we're still working on the google store so and we have a youtube channel as well uh let's see looking at the site what's the difference between half day adventures and open house so open house is where you go and make your characters and just kind of sit down and talk out of game yeah open houses are completely out of game events yeah completely out of game Firesides are the ones that are completely role-play in-game. And then Half-Day Adventure is a Wednesday night adventure. They call them Half-Day even though it's only like four hours. But that's what they call them. There are Saturday events occasionally too. Um, But most of those lately have been Half-Day events. Yeah, they call them Half-Day again but sometimes they're usually in the morning on yeah they're usually in the morning so but they're not always half day like there Mm -hmm. are we did the one with the mareg that was the final the finale of the mareg that thing went from 10 to like three or four in the afternoon so yeah it depends on if we stop for lunch (laughs) if we decide to stop we didn't stop for lunch that time we all cruised right through it so i think they brought a lot of snacks though they They, did they They brought snacks and they brought water and stuff like that so yeah that's the difference there so and the, the half day events and the Saturday events are still the same price. Yeah, they're the same even price. If even if it's a full day. Yeah. Well, let me, I'll finish talking about the YouTube channel. So if anyone wants to watch these videos after the fact, they're only available on Twitch for about 16 days unless I change a few things. Or you can watch them at any time on YouTube at uh, the LARP Lounge. That's the channel name. We've got episode one on there. We'll have episode two up there pretty soon. So you can always go and subscribe and watch these after the fact there as well. Or like I said, listen to them on podcast. So if there are no further questions. Who? Yeah, let's go read him. All right. What does that mean? So I'm going to take I'm going to take all of my viewers into his channel so that and it's kind of like a way to like boost his support. So all right. So we're gonna go raid Steel Games, who is a who is a uh, another local stream SLCer, and he's been real cool with me lately. So we're gonna go raid there, and we're gonna end the stream. So all right, see you guys.
Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Ascendance Gaming Center in Salt Lake City, Utah is a proud sponsor of the LARP Lounge. Ascendance Gaming offers top-of-the-line gaming PCs, VR stations, retro gaming consoles, and board games. Located at 583 Billings Road, Suite Number 5 in South Salt Lake, Utah. Mention this ad and get a free hour of PC game time.